Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! Everybody, uh, it's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash. You are now listening to The Outsider's Edge. It's been a couple of weeks because my partner in crime, also the guy who doesn't like to do shows apparently anymore, had to go on vacation, but he's back. What's going on, Carl? How you doing, man? Uh, not much, man. Yeah, I was uh, gone there for a little bit. Gone for about 10 days, but we squeezed one show out of it. And then before I left, like the day before I left was the last one I was on. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to do one. And then I think something came up between both of us or one of us. Something happened before I like right before. I can't remember exactly how it went down. We got you. And then, yeah. And then the week. Yeah. And then the week after you got you had Ricky and Clive on. Yes. Right? Yes. Which okay. was a very so we, fun show. So it's been a little like every other week kind of thing. Uh, last week was more my fault. So. As it always but, is. Yeah, it usually is. It's usually <laughs> it's my joke. fault. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's okay, a it's joke. true, but I meant it jokingly. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I'm not mad about it, so it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, but I'm here, and hopefully I will be here consistently for for the uh, for the future. And I couldn't miss this episode anyway because there's a lot of shit going on, and we gotta well, we gotta talk about it. Um, for the record, I want you to know that. You almost got signed and traded to Ricky and Clive, so it was gonna we were gonna make it the Rance and Clive show and the Ricky and Carl show. So okay, we almost I mean, did that. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent against it necessarily. I know, you know nobody is. That's the best part about it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's good with it. We just got just gotta we need to do the other crossover episode where we come on Ricky and Clive. That's what we need well, to do. Well, You've already been on. I haven't been on yet. Yeah. There you go. I've been on Ricky and Clive like four times. Like, I know. Well, Ricky and Clive it. don't love me. I guess I don't know. Uh-oh. It's, it's not true. It's take, yes, Ricky has a has a crush on you. <laughs> well, yes. I'm a beautiful man. You know that's that's all that is. <laughs> well, Ricky has called himself a ten. So <laughs> that's true. So we we got a lot to talk about. Like you said, it's a lot that's happened, and even stuff that has happened that was talked about on other shows. It's you still ain't got that outsider's edge type vibe from it but so we have to talk about we have to start from the beginning of what we needed to talk about but before we do i want to remind you guys that if this episode sucks at least we tried okay you gotta respect that right because remember if nothing else we are following our dreams yes we are we are following our dreams and I, i was told as a young man, to always follow my dreams. I'm so, so just remember, so, that, no matter how bad I suck at it, I'm gonna follow my dreams. Right, and you got to love us and give us credit for trying. Okay, that's the I, new I hope thing. Everyone does that. I don't feel like they're going to though. Not at all. Definitely nope. not with us. <laughs> we don't have that kind of clout. That's the problem. Well, you know, we're not cults of personalities. Ooh, you see mm. what I did there? <laughs> um, 
yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wish I, you know, I'm not a gun guy, but I wish I had the, you know, that I, to load up the chamber. But Philip Jack Brooks had a, a hell of a couple weeks. So my man lost. He won. I'm sorry. He won the trial. Uh, and Doctor Doctor Aman Aman Aman, however you want to say his name. No clue. Chris, the doc. <laughs> Not the doc, not Chad, not Chad Matthews. My man's having a bad couple weeks because you know he lost the trial. He made himself look stupid, and now it comes out that he was dating the chick that he was actually helping. Do we know who it was? Jillian Hall. Really? Okay. Yeah, she admitted to it. Like when oh, David I, I didn't Pan, know, yeah. David Bixenpan called her before he did put it out to make sure she was okay right. with her name being in. She was like, "Yeah, go ahead. It was true." <laughs> um. But this ain't about the doc. This is about punk. And this ain't about the trial. Because I covered that very thoroughly on World Class Radio. This is about UFC. Look, we're not going to spend too much time on this because I don't want to kick a man while he's down. My name isn't Corey Graves. But, <laughs> punk, we all know dude isn't a good fighter. And this is that's not even hyperbole. That's not me being mean. That's not even me jumping to conclusions. The facts are there. Right, the facts are there. Yeah, dog, y'all got y'all got to stop treating this dude like a kid and take the kid gloves off, man. We got to stop doing that. You get you get beat down that bad twice. Man, look, I feel like I'm about to start ranting, so let me stop. Carl, what did you think about the 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 punk fight and well, and the subsequent <laughs> firestorm afterwards? Well, if you if you saw my Twitter account post fight, you would know that I had. Quite a few digs to take at CM Punk. And a lot of that is built up aggression due to the NBA Finals. Because, <laughs> well, listen now. Here's the thing. Because you, you know what happens when LeBron loses in the Finals. Yes. All the Chicago people come out of the woodwork with their shit. They ain't got to be Chicago right? people. It's just the Jordan stands. The people at the altar right. of Jordan. <clears throat> but Jordan went to Chicago. So that's where he played ball. So Fair. Unless you cared about him in D.C., which I did not. So I was like, you know what? Punk's from Chicago. Punk's a Chicago legend. I'm about to let this motherfucker have it. That punk is better than CM Punk. Yeah, and I like CM Punk, (laughs) the wrestler, the character. I've made it clear that I'm not a huge fan of Phil Brooks. I'm not saying he's a bad person, but he's just – he's an asshole. And and he'll say that, for the record. He won't call himself that, so that's not his big mean. So it's not, you know, it is what it is. But my biggest deal with Punk is, <clears throat> forget all the jokes I made about, you know, not getting to main event UFC or whatever, yeah. stuff that I was saying. But, like, my biggest thing is he didn't take the, the normal route that a lot of guys that come from wrestling or whatever have taken, where they start out in Bellator or something like that. Even yeah. I don't know, if I'm, I'm pretty sure even Brock Lesnar started out a level low. Rock's first fight was in another company, yes. So, and that's, I mean, CM Punk, he has a name attached to him, and I'm sure he brought in plenty of money, at least with that first fight. So, you did great numbers, yes. So, I get it, but he went in there with the big boys immediately, and and people want to say he looked better, that's fine. Mike no, Jackson threw his ass him. out. Yeah, I mean, dude didn't finish him. He should have been finished in the first in the first round. <clears throat> so you know, really, my biggest deal was like he's been training 
for so long to have this second fight and come out came out and look like that. Like to me, that was good. That was good for him. Yeah, but it's just I was just I honestly thought that like I really thought that he would come out looking better than that. I really did, and I'm I mean he didn't, so it doesn't matter, you know. And it is what it is, and I still don't think he's coming back to wrestling anytime soon. So (laughs) that's for sure. Yeah, but I just I don't. I don't see it happening. Maybe you know down the road, but if you if if what you hear is to be believed, the dude has no love for wrestling right now. I mean, and of course he could be working us. I doubt it, but because he's he seems like the type that's a little bit more like not interested in trying to work people about stuff like this. No, you know he's what I mean. Blunt, yeah. So I just don't well. see it happen. So if, to me, you guys can talk and love CM Punk all you want. That's fine. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but. As from net, from here on, as as far as I'm concerned, I'm keeping the dude's name out of my mouth because he's not in wrestling, and I don't think he's going to be fighting in UFC anytime soon. That's pretty much a wrap on that. He might drop a level, I don't know, do something else, and go to another company. Maybe he wants to, if he wants to keep doing that. But you should have done from the beginning. But right. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't. I mean, no offense to the man. I'd love to see him come back one day, but I right now don't care. Done. Um. Before we before we close the book on punk and uh let it be known that punk got signed to learn how to fight trained for two years before he had his first fight right they had to find a guy who was oh who was oh and oh to fight him right or oh and one so right let that be known when you talk about cutting the line there's no other in fact to be more specific for the people there are only two fighters in the modern history of the ufc Correct me if I'm wrong, anybody listening, who have not, who have fought a fight in the UFC, and it was their first fight, and they have never fought anywhere else before or had no prior MMA training, and that is CM Punk and James Tony, and James Tony is a Hall of Fame boxer. So, right. Well, I don't, I can't, I can't verify that. I'll take your word yeah. for it. If anybody, like you said, if anybody has, I'm not a huge UFC guy, so before I don't follow close, it closely. Before we close the door because we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Corey Graves, his response, how he did, and I'm <clears throat> I, I'm sure you read the article where he was explaining the tweets. Yeah. What do, you th- what, do you th- what do you think about that? Do you think he was wrong for it? Like, what are, your, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I'll say this. It's not the way I would have done it, but I'm not Corey Graves, and Corey Graves isn't me. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. You know, if that's the only way he could contact CM Punk or feel like he could contact him, unless he's blocked by CM Punk, which he very well could be, because CM Punk likes to block people. Yes. Um, you know, if that was the way you were going to go, maybe you tag him. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, my deal is people, my biggest issue with it is people taking issue with it. Yeah. Because, like I said before, getting mad at Corey Graves for talking shit on the internet. While all of us talk shit on the internet is the most internet thing ever. That's that's I mean that is a like a verbatim tweet that I put out. Yep. That got a lot of play, by the way. Um, yeah, by the and, way, yeah, congratulations on that. Yeah, I was feeling good about that for once in my life. You know, Twitter likes it's the new it's the new like it's a new happiness. It's a new yes, kind of happiness. Yes. But um, yeah, man, it's not the way I would have done it. But if he felt that's the way the best way for him to do it, by all means. Uh, he might have been hammered. I don't know. I don't really know what he did. Maybe. Uh, I mean, hell, he even tagged Vince and Triple H in one of those. And, so, and, uh, I, and he did that to prove that, like, look, they're not making me do this. This is a personal yeah. thing between us. 
Yeah. And to so, your credit, to your credit, you when you say that Corey Graves talking shit on the internet by CM Punk, when we all talk internet, talk shit on the internet is the most internet thing ever, right? Yeah. Let's make it more specific. Last week, well, well now, the week before that fight, all the people who were mad at Graves were talking shit about Punk were talking shit about the doctor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. So let's let's slow our roll on this. We want to we we want to all of a sudden be high and mighty. Like yeah, I don't I don't I'm not I don't like the idea of airing laundry on social media. You know I'm pretty private, so most people don't know what's going on in my life a lot. Right. Um, but you know that like I said, if that's the way he was going to do it, that's the way he felt like he wanted to do it. Okay, and, and I mean. Who knows if Punk? I'm sure Punk saw it, you know. But who knows if Punk even gives a shit? He I mean, he's does. not even—he's not even really good friends with Cole Cabana anymore. Anymore. Well, so well, Hornswoggle's come out and told his story about he asked Hornswoggle and Punk were super close, and right. he asked Punk for a phone number, and Punk was like, "No, nah, we're not friends anymore." What? Yeah, I don't—I don't know—I don't know what the deal is with with Phil and all that, you know. That's his thing, but as it's to me, it's not that big of a deal. I, I really don't care. Like Corey Graves, he's an outspoken guy anyway. Yes. Oh, you. I mean, we've seen that, so that it doesn't <clears throat> really surprise me. Is it a little taking shots while the man's down? Yeah. But and like I said, you know, some people do. Some people roll that way. Yeah. I don't. You. You really don't. You know. But some people do. So. It is I, what it is. I am not. I. I am. I am a retaliator. That's yeah. why that's what I am. So I'm yeah. not gonna start something, but I'll retaliate. And right. as you know, I have been in a very public situation like Graves, where somebody who I consider really close to me, we had a public falling out and you know, there was no way for me to, to no contact. Right. And so yeah. I mean, you know, and not saying I was right or wrong, not saying he was right or wrong, just it's falling out. So I mean I understand those feelings of you you know, you have no no closure. It sucks. Yeah, but nonetheless, um, and the one, the one, so the one positive of the whole situation with Graves is, for once, the wrestling media was able to talk to a professional wrestler in WWE, or a re- WWE employee, and right. it didn't have to be corporately made, right? Yeah, and so that's cool. Sure, because you know, um, if if somebody wants to have an interview with, uh. I don't know, Chris Paul with the Rockets, right? Yeah. You don't have to call the Rockets to say, Chris Paul, can I interview you? you know? Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah. Right? So, but WWE, everything has to be corporately mandated. So it was really cool for Graves to have a to have a conversation with Sean Rossap and do the interview, which was literally probably just like a series of DMs, but still, you know, that was pretty and, cool. And to be clear, Chris Paul, if you're listening – and you want to come on the outsider's edge, let me know so we can talk about your playoff play, brother. Well, well for the record, and, and, and I'm being completely serious, if I really needed to get to Chris Paul, I could. Well, what's the – we got to talk. That's not a – that's not, that's not <laughs> a, a series of phone calls I want to make. But Listen, man, we'll get I'm on the banana true. boat and all that stuff, and it's fine. <laughs> I'm down. Well, they're, they're already there. Yeah, they're already there. Huh. Okay. So, like I said, we had a lot to talk about. So, before we get to anything else, you, my friend, actually had a hell of a Monday. That's yeah, okay. okay. No, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, 
I went down and watched Monday Night Raw in Little Rock. As you guys know, I live in Arkansas. It's just a, pretty much a, about a two-hour drive down there. Uh, so I went down and watched and had pretty good seats. I was on camera side, but not like immediate. So a little bit more like if you're watching on television, you see everybody there across the screen. If you went to the right of your screen, I was over in that area somewhere. Can't remember the exact section number. What's that? Did you, go, did you go by yourself or did you go with your friend's sleeve? No, I did not go with my friend's sleeve. I went with um, Mike Dittmore. Uh, oh, LOP, yeah. The bloodline. LOP guy, yeah. Um, just a guy that I had to talk to on Twitter. Never met him before. Real nice guy. I had, I had a good time. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good. And I, I wanted to kind of touch on some things. I'm not going to give any kind of recap because I don't do that. You know, we don't really do that here on this show that much. So I wanted to talk about and not the live experience, because I think most people that are probably listening have probably seen a show or two live, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to go crazy into live experience. If that's something you want to ask me about, if you've never been, you can hit me up on Twitter at Outsider Curvin whenever you want. And I'll be glad to talk to you about it. But um, I wanted to say a couple things. And I'm going to I'm going to make it quick. First, about um, people that get upset, maybe not upset, but people that like to shake their head at, at the way wrestlers are used or at the, the PG mindset or the idea that wrestling is for kids and it's not for us anymore. I disagree with the overall notion that wrestling isn't for us anymore because it is, but I do think it's more about younger audiences and I, I feel that way, and I, I have no I have no anger in feeling that way. Like, it doesn't bother me because I see how our demographic acts about wrestling. Yes. And then I see how younger people act about wrestling, and I'm like, it should be for them because they appreciate it. And my perfect example of that um, is Bailey. So where we were sitting, we were on the second row of, like, the hundred-something sections. Okay, so pretty close, not – not yeah, we had good seats. Not quite on the floor, but like two rows down from the floor. Yeah. And the and the floor the the row in front of us, there was a couple with their daughter. And their daughter, she was probably like three. I mean, I'd say three years old. Oh wow. And she had well, she had on the big headphones to block the noise canceling headphones to kind of block out mm-hmm. all the loud whatever. But let me tell you, when Bailey came out, okay, this kid what lit up like the Fourth of July. I mean, she was so excited just to get to see Bailey in the ring. Like, the smile on her face. I'll never forget it because it it really gives me perspective as someone who watches wrestling live or watches it on TV and it's easy to critique this, that, and the other. She's not trying to critique anything. And she watches the match. Right, Bailey loses, right? She's watching the match. And... She didn't, I guess she's, I mean, she's three years old, so she's kind of in and out, you know, kind of looking around and stuff like that. There's a lot to see. That's a very, like, that's a lot of stimulation for a child. So um, the match is over, and I, I saw her mouth to her mother, did Bailey win? And her mom was like, no. And she just made, like, a little sad face. She wasn't, like, screaming, crying, upset, just like a little sad face. You know what I mean? And it was, it was cute because... To me, that, like, is at the heart of what wrestling should be. Like, I understand we like to critique and things like that, but at the the real center core of it for me, and it's something that I've had to pull back and kind of understand 
when I fell deep into that, the dark black hole that is the internet wrestling community, which I am part of, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy for me. I have to step back when I watch shows. I, I, I try not to critique stuff too much when I watch a show, and just especially live, and just enjoy it while I'm there. And I can go back and reflect. But the, to me, wrestling is and should be for younger people just for the simple fact that they appreciate it. We don't appreciate it the way as a, as a whole in the same ways that other people do. We're, we're, we're interested in what's going on backstage, which I get is cool. And we're, you know, that's, that's what we do now. You know, we're, yeah. we're so focused on the inner workings that we don't think about the broader picture. And I, and it's the same thing for someone like Roman Reigns. So I want to touch on briefly. I don't know if he's just over as fuck in little rock, but there weren't very many boos in little rock. And if anybody tells me that they heard, oh, he got booed out of the arena, fuck out of here with that. Because that's not what happened. It's I watched happened it happen. To me too. It's happened to me, too, in Houston where he's gotten cheered. But people say, well, he got booed. Nah, bro. He was cheered. Yeah. So, anyways, that's really it. That's all I want to say about it. I went a little long on that. But I just wanted to let it be known that, like, there is – if you ever go to a live show and you just so happen to be around kids, really just kind of pay attention to how they watch it and how they enjoy it. I'm not saying you have to go back to being a child. Sure. Just, just kind of in, it, get some enjoyment out of that enjoyment. You know, it kind of gives you a little bit of perspective. So that's, yeah, uh, it was a good time. And shout out to Mike uh, for inviting me to come down there. He lives pretty close to the area. So I had a good time. I, I have a similar story. Um, I went to United Champions the uh, year that Seth Rollins fought Sting and John Cena. Okay. Um, that was here in Houston. I went with my boy Dre, the guy who was supposed to be my tag team partner when I was planning on wrestling, but he also was the guy that made the beat at the beginning of um, the podcast. Okay. Um, but you know, we went, and uh, when I'm with him, I'm pretty reserved as a regular person, but when I'm with him, I'm an idiot. We, we're idiots together. <laughs> right. And um, there was a family behind us with uh, a mom and a dad, and I think it was two boys. Okay. One boy was really small. I say maybe it was five. He was older than the little girl you were. You were, and when I tell you he's seen it down to the socks, I mean like, <laughs> notice on Gucci down to the no. He was seen it down to the socks. Headband, yeah. shirt, wristbands, shoes, like socks, seen it down. When him and uh, Seth fought, me and me and Dre, you know, we're older fans, so clearly we clearly a lot. We're, we're more drawn to. Rollins, who is the more critical darling, you know, he's a yeah, he's known for his wrestling and he was a heel, so he was able to do quote unquote cool things. And Cena's out here, you know, hustling and loyal to Link and respecting <laughs> and all this stuff. It's not a word, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I like the way it was used, so go ahead. <laughs> but the kid was getting mad at us when we were cheering for Seth, so yeah. throughout the entire match, we pretended that we were Cena fans. Just for the kid behind us. Right. And like Rollins would do something cool. We'd be like, yes. And the kid would give us the eyes like, no. And we were like, no, yeah. No, Seth is bad. He's terrible. <laughs> when Cena won, we picked him up and we propped him on our shoulders and paraded him around the crowd and stuff. And <laughs> and like after the show, the mom and the dad were like, thank you so much because he had a blast. And it was just really yeah. cool. It was fun. But like you said, it puts it in perspective because – and. Me and you probably have a different. Well, first of all, we're cut from a different cloth anyway. Because if you listen to us, we th- we look at wrestling differently anyway. 
Yeah, that's true. But we also have kids, smaller kids. And so we can understand a bit more than probably your standard 25, 26, 27-year-old with no kids that there is a little more than just what you want in things, right? Yeah, sure. But we live in a world where where everything has to be criticized. Not needs to be, but has to be. People just have to criticize something, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's just the world we live in. But entertainment medium, sometimes you have to remember what the purpose of the entertainment medium was. Like, for example, if somebody writes a book, you could criticize it all you want, but if the point of the book was to scare you, if you were scared, then it doesn't matter if the words were wrong, they did the job. Right. You know, like, sometimes we have to remember the point of the stuff. The point of wrestling, and it's, it's been from the beginning until now, they have never lied about it, they've never tried to hide it, is to put smiles on the faces of kids and tell stories. That's always been the goal. Going back to when it was in Carney, for example, you are 32, 33? 32, 33 in a month, but I'm we'll 32 be 30, right now. We'll be 33 next, we have the same birthday for those of you listening. Yes, we do. So he'll be 33 next month, I'll be 30 next month. Are you if the, if the circus came into Little Rock, would you go by yourself? Mm, probably not. And by the way, the circus has come to Fort Smith before where I live. So find me right. in Fort Smith. But yeah, the circus has come here too. Right. Uh, you, I you probably wouldn't go by myself. No, I don't think I would do that personally. But would, you, but would you take your wife and the kids? Sure. Yeah. See the difference there? See the difference yeah. there? Because the circus is very clearly catered to kids. Yeah, it's a family it's a family it's affair. It's a family thing. Wrestling, because of the inherent violence of it, we think it's meant for us. And there was a great four, five, six years that it was catered specifically and only to us. However, and I just want to, before you go on, because you're making a really great point. Go ahead. The only reason it was that way was because they were trying to stay, they were trying to keep up with with the WCW. That's how that kind of started. They were getting their asses kicked with the cartoony stuff. Because one company went a different direction. Mm-hmm. And once they knocked that company out, mm-hmm. they pretty much kind of – they worked their way back to getting back to the way it was. It's not as cartoony still sure. as it was in the 90s, but in the mid-90s or whatever. But yeah, that's but why they did it. But Triple H isn't on the ropes telling the girl to pull the top down. Right. They did it to save their ass. Sure. You know I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I think. It's, no, it's, it's the absolute truth. But we also have to admit that the world, for that small part, amount of time – was different. Wrestling has changed with the way the world has changed to a sure. smaller extent, right? But I'm saying that to say this. If you go back to the origins of modern wrestling, which was, you can say was the 30s with the Hacking Smiths, or you can say with the 60s and 70s with Bruno, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. Yeah. to now, except for those four, five, six, maybe seven years, wrestling has always been for children. Yeah, I, I could so, agree with that. Um, I just wanted to make that point. I'm not trying to sit here and sit on my high horse, but I'm just and I'm backing up what you're saying because you're absolutely right. And it's okay for us to criticize. It's okay for us to have issues. It's okay for us to yeah. to analyze the show the way we want to and all that stuff. But at the end, sometimes sit back and realize, well, damn, it might not be for me. Right? Yeah, I agree. So I mean, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. it sure, just means you know it's not really catered to you right like so they, they have bros three hours smackdown's two nxt yeah. is one and if you watch two of five that's one that's seven hours that's seven hours of, of live television a week right yeah 
You think they expect you to watch all of that? God, I hope not. No. <laughs> Triple H even said on the t- and we're, we're I'm trying I'm we're, I'm going I'm segueing to the takeover preview, but Triple H even said on his uh, now famous pre takeover conference call, yeah, it's pretty it's it's pretty ambitious to expect for us to expect people to watch all of our live product. Yeah, they pick yeah. and choose. Yeah, if in a three hour so three in 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 television terms there are segments and segments are normally fit every fifteen minutes. So in a three-hour show, and in, in a well, in the raw they have overrun. So in a three-hour show, let's say you have thirteen segments, if you count the overrun yeah. as a, as a segment on its own, right? Yeah. If you don't like the whole show, watch the segments you like. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's really not that hard, and that's not me telling you to stop watching because people get pissed when you say that, even though it makes all the sense in the world. It's not <laughs> me saying that. It's not me saying that you have to accept what you like, what you don't like. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, watch what you want, don't what you don't. It's, yeah. it's not that difficult. Yeah, I agree. And that goes for anything. Like we've talked before about, if you're if you're not digging WWE right now, and you don't want to, and maybe you only like certain things about WWE, watch those bits. And there's tons of wrestling. New, New Japan's kicking ass right now, right? I mean, there's Ring tons of, of wrestling. Caleb yeah. keeps begging us to. To think that impact is good, which I'll never believe in life. But I'm sure, if that's yeah. your thing, if that's just Steel Old Brother, then go ahead. Have at it. But that I'm not. Right. But, you know, but have at it. But like there's tons of Lucha Underground's premiere for season just, four. Which just we've, waited back, for, yeah. we've been waiting for two years for that. Just started back. I even watched that. I didn't like it, but I even watched <laughs> it. I didn't know I really uh, and I really I really didn't like it. And and if you give me like a minute to talk about that, the only reason I didn't like it. Is because, mind you, I've never watched Lucha Underground. I know the people on the show. I have an idea of the storylines, right? I've seen yeah. matches here and there, but I've never watched a full episode. So I and, and I, I the cinem the cinematography is tremendous. I yes, I get that. But the show was Aztec Warfare, which is essentially a Royal Rumble where where you have to be pinned to be eliminated, right? Pinned right. to submit it, right? Okay, they I didn't did, watch it, so go ahead. <laughs> sure, but I'm, I'm trying to explain to you the premise of the match, right? And the winner of Aztec Warfare gets the title shot. Unless the champion wins Aztec Warfare, right? Right. So that's a 20-man rumble, 20-man battle royal where you have to be eliminated by pinfall or submission. Okay? Yeah. 20 minutes. I mean, 20 men. They did that in an hour. Yeah, that's crazy. And and you're talking about star, like former world, former Lucha Underground champions. Yeah. Like, I, it's just, it's, that was just too much for me. Like, you know, yeah. you, you got a guy like um, Mil Mortez who came out and is supposed to be the walking personification of death. And uh, he lost two minutes. Right. And yes, he got beat by three people, but my God. Yeah. You know, so, so that is, you know, that's not for me. If it's for you, man, look, I hope you love it. That's not for me. Maybe the next episode will be better. That wasn't for me. There you go. Um, speaking of what is for me, NXT Takeover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I looking am, forward to it, bro. I'm one of the big. I'm one of the biggest NXT marks on the internet. Um, I've been with them since the since the Hulu days. I've been with them since they since the right since the very first rebrand of Florida Championship Wrestling to NXT. I've been with them from the very beginning. Even um, when it wasn't even really like. 
an actual thing. It was like no, yeah, Wade Barrett and Daniel Bryan and well, oh, you talking Slater. about the TV show? I even watched the TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, the game show. I watched. That's how far I was going back. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I watched the game. I watched every season of the game show. I did. Um, but we have Takeover Brooklyn. Takeover. I'm sorry, Chicago two, uh, which is on the way to Takeover Brooklyn, the final Takeover Brooklyn, because SummerSlam will be in LA next year. Yeah. Um, so we have, of course, every takeover has five matches. And the interesting thing about this card is the title matches kind of have taken a bit of a backseat to the two bigger storylines. Um, so if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of go over the title matches first and then we get to the two matches everybody want to see. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So we're making predictions too, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, you don't watch NXT, so you could try. Yeah, I got this. Don't worry. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with the tag team titles. Um, and the Undisputed Era, specifically Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, who was, you know, filling in for Bobby Fish. Um, by the way, Bobby Fish is out of his he's out of his big brace, so rehab is coming. So he should be yeah. coming back in a couple of months. Uh, we'll be facing the, uh, I love the way Morrow called him, the Brit and Brawlers of only Lorkin and Danny Birch. And if you've been following this story, their story also is mixed with Pete Dunne, who is the UK champion, and Adam Cole, the leader of the Undisputed Era, who's the North American champion. And they will be at ringside. They will be the heaters. Um, this is a fun It's a fun feud. It's been very, very brutal. They've really gone at it. Uh, Birch and Lorkin. Birch, who also, who's known as Martin Stone in the Indies, got fired, got rehired, only Lorcan's been there, you know, forever since me and you were in high school. Not really that long, but still <laughs> a long time. But they finally found something that worked for those two. They finally worked hard to get a takeover match. And um, I believe that'll be the, sh- the match that, that starts the card, honestly. I think that opens the show. Okay. So, um, yes, Undisputed Era versus Lorcan <clears throat> and Birch, who you got? Well, I'm, I can't speak to the story because I haven't really been keeping up with, especially that feud. Um, so, I'm. And you know where it started, right? The whole Undisputed Era and Pete Dunne feud and Lorkin and Birch feud started when Roddy turned on Pete Dunne at Takeover or Takeover. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That, that, yeah. Okay. And uh, it yeah, just so devolved from there. Undisputed Era wins. That's my prediction. This <laughs> just, just seems like I, I'd be surprised if uh, Oni and Birch won. Maybe not. Have you ever watched the A Team? A long Maybe. time ago. And I I don't remember everybody's names, so forgive me. But remember when the guys like I love it when the plan comes together. Yes. That's Adam Cole. Right. Adam Cole <laughs> yeah. is that guy who who literally he's the guy who is in the is in like the playground with the stick and rocks <laughs> and he's making the plan. Right. Yeah. And he's gonna find a way. For them to win, because he will be at ringside, as I'm sure Pete Dunne will choose to be. And there's going to be a, there. They will most assuredly probably, well, I say, I can't say most assuredly, assuredly and probably, but I believe that they retain because they have to defend when they go back to the UK tourney is Monday and Tuesday. So that looms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we both got Undisputed Era. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. And oh, and don't forget. They can get disqualified to keep the belts. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something they might do too. Yeah, I'm just saying. 
Um, let's move on to what my what my boy Clive calls the NXT Lassies title. <laughs> because you have Scotland's own Nick Nikki Cross and the Queen of Spades NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler. This feud has been interesting because Nikki has turned up the crazy very very much. She like the crazy. She was already crazy. Like it's just yeah. through the roof crazy. Like it's it's fatal attraction gone girl crazy. Like she's out there. <laughs> um I don't think they have the best chemistry personally, but it's interesting to see Shayna have to do something other than wrestle. She got to fight her. Right. Right? Nikki's not going to wrestle her. Nikki's going to fight her. Mhm. Um yeah, and um this is the first time Shayna has seemingly been intimidated since she's showed up. She's she's been the big bully, right? She sure, yeah. She broke Dakota Kai's elbow and she's been beating up Kyrie Sane and, and Ember Moon from behind and all this stuff. And now she got to stand up with somebody who's not scared of anything. Yeah, who's basically a psychopath. Pretty much. And that's, in a good way. Yeah. In a, you're like a oh, psychopath. Oh, hey, man. I love Nikki Cross. So, <laughs> um, but you were kind of talking about how, you know, they don't have a lot of, you don't think they have a lot of chemistry. That's it. They haven't I shown could, it. I could, I could see that because. Shayna, I mean, who she is and what she's kind of supposed to be anyway is she's kind of a stick in the mud. You know what I mean? Like, she's just there to win titles and beat people up. That's really all she's there for. She's the female Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's a good good way to put it. But she just shows up to work every week. Right, yeah. Thank thank God for her. Uh, And so Nikki, um, she's a nut. And Nikki kind of, that's, a lot of this kind of got started when Nikki, not started, but like Nikki was helping out Dakota or being kind of crazy with Dakota Kai and Dakota. Yeah. Just weird weird stuff, (laughs) you know, and, um, this match intrigues me. I, um, I'm looking forward to it because I, I really enjoy watching Nikki. Yeah. Just some of the stuff. I went and saw her at a live show, uh, a couple, uh, late May, maybe. Uh, And it was like, it was Nikki cross and Kyrie Sane versus, um, Shayna Baszler and the girl from Texas. I can't think of her name off the top Raina of my head. Raina Gonzalez. Yes. 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 Who I thought was going to be like two feet tall. No, and then she like came out. Yeah. And she, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. Like they show her on the screen and you can only see her face. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, she's going to be like tiny. No. No. She's huge. She's somebody's son. Da- what daughter? I'm sorry. Somebody's she's, daughter. Like a, yeah, like I, don't, a I don't know who. She's second, she got- she's second generation. And she's got she's got some work to do, by the yeah, way. But yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this match is interesting, and I I I, I wonder. For me, like, I just keep trying to figure out with Shayna Baszler if she's gonna have a short stint on the NXT roster because of how like because of who she is and what she is. Sure. And in, in a lot of ways, it makes me. Wonder and Nikki Cross is different too because she didn't come up with sanity, right? She stayed down. And this one, I don't actually, I feel like I think Shayna's gonna retain. Okay. okay. So let me just say that I think Shayna's gonna win, but I would not be surprised in the slightest mm-hmm. if Nikki won because I could see Shayna Baszler getting ready to come up quickly. She looks like someone who could be called up fast. Um, but I don't think. I don't think it's going to happen this time. Okay. 
If, if and I, I could see Nikki leaving after this. No, uh, I don't. No. I don't think she will either. But I could. They don't have anything for her sanity boys. But she could easily be thrown in right now, probably. But I don't. I don't think it's going to happen either. So. Well, but you're forgetting the NSC formula. The, the NSC formula for women has always been since the Paige, since Paige, Emma, and Summer Rae, and all, like since those times, one woman, one woman always gets left behind. Yeah. To help bring up the rest, give clout to the yeah, rest of the roster. Yeah, sure, and that's Nikki. Yeah, and that's Nikki. So it's going to be a little while before she gets called up. Plus, every woman, with the exception of Becky Lynch, who just was there at a very, very stacked time. Right. Um, and I'm talking about, and, and I guess you could say Summer, because Summer was a very big part of the beginnings of NXT. Yeah. But of those two, all the rest of them who were like very, very featured have won a championship. Um, but you got Dakota Kai, you have uh, um, Kyrie Sane, Lacey Evans, uh, my God, Bianca Belair, who's yeah. gonna be a superstar. Like yeah. you have so many people just ready, you know what I mean, to start taking these steps. Um, even lesser people like Reina Gonzalez and Vanessa Bourne who are learning, you know. But no, I think Nikki loses here. I do think Nikki loses here because um, something. I just feel like the Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler story isn't over. I can see that because I, I can see ba- Dakota Kai has a little bit of Bailey in her. She has a lot. Of you know what I mean? Yeah, I like, and that is she's the kind of person that you can get that. As Caleb might say, simpy. You can get that simpy on Dakota because she's lovable and people like her, and she's and got she's that small. Bailey shit. And she's she's small. small, yeah. And eventually, she could be the one to take down Baszler. That is something that could happen. And I don't, I don't know that when or where, but I could see that too. I could see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. There's something there with her. So, and I love Dakota Kai. She's someone that I do like. You so. are a big Dakota Kai fan. I am behind the eight ball. I think she's a good wrestler, but I don't see it. Yeah, okay. Well, that's fine. I see that other people see it, so I'm not so ignorant yeah. to say, "Well, she's trash." No, just because <laughs> right. I don't get it yeah. doesn't mean that the rest of the world does. You know? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I know this: Bianca gonna be the superstar, next superstar, sooner than later. My God. Oh yeah. Watch Absolutely. her. Jesus Christ, she's she is oozing talent. Yeah, and, but they'll, and they'll but they'll have to they'll do with her like they've done with a lot of them, I'm sure, Absolutely. and kind of they'll pace it. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, and they and they and they know that. They can't, they can't treat her like they treat Sasha, just because yeah. of black. They have to treat them differently. They have similar styles and gimmicks, but you can't do the same things with Sasha you did for Bianca. It's 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 you you because you don't want to get accused of just, you know, stereotyping, if you will. Right. Sure. Um. So let's move to the NFC Championship match, which is one of the more least anticipated title matches for that title in a while, and that's not. Black or Lars's fault because we just have had a ridiculously high standard for NXT title matches recently. Yeah. But I appreciate the uh, change of pace because every match doesn't need to be this tremendous exhibition of moves and how many stars can we get. Like sometimes you can tell a story. And Lars yeah. versus Alistair is telling a true story in that, and not story outside of the ring, story in the ring. Of right. Alistair is the best striker in the business, quote unquote, facing a guy who's never been pinned in a singles match and who is freakishly large, freakishly yeah. awkward, and <clears throat> as the gimmick goes, isn't your typical Haas. He is PhD smart, right? 
Right. A guy who's catch who catches the black mass with his hand and looks at you like, what you doing? Yeah. Right. So a story here is breeding. Alistair's still going to kick his head off, but he's going to have to earn it. And uh, and I, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, this is I think this is Lars's uh, audition, if you will, for the main roster. OK, I do. Um, because and not just because of what you see on NXT if you watch the shows, but Triple H has said as much as, um, you know, Alistair is going to go in as a monster and going to leave a big a bigger monster. Like there's a lot of intrigue with him getting this spot. Sure. Um, and, and there's nothing left for him to do in NXT technically, you know, if he doesn't win a title. But I think yeah, yeah, I think it will be a disservice to Alster to be who he is, be built up the way he has been, have the pardon the pun cult following he has, and not walk into Brooklyn, which is uh, effectively their their WrestleMania, as, yeah. not not as a champion. I just think that would be really a really a real disservice to him and what he's meant to that brand over the past year and a half. But uh, I got Alster. I don't normally okay. let you say it first, but yeah. I well, I have Alistair as well. Um, but the thing I I want to I think that's fair. What you kind of the way you kind of laid it out for Alistair is I don't need to add much to that because yeah. I agree with it. Uh, but I do want to talk about Lars for just a quick second because Please. there's been a lot of negativity yes. about him getting this opportunity. Yes. And I just want to say fuck off. That's oh. okay. Can I say that? I've, uh, I've never stopped you before. Fuck off to whoever feels that way because. If you feel that way, that's fine, but fuck off. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're allowed to feel that way, but I'm allowed to tell you to fuck off. So this is what I'm going to – that's what I'm going to do. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I don't think I heard you. What did you want to tell him? Fuck off. Oh, okay. My bad. actually do that thing. My bad. And that might get get me some heat. I don't really care because, first of all, Lars, it's different. Like, everything has to be – I don't want everything to be the same. And like you said, it's a good change of pace. Mm -hmm. You know, like – we could stick Alistair in there with someone who's more his style and they could put on this classic match or whatever. And I'm, I like Alistair Black. He's not, I wouldn't say he's one of my favorites, you know, and I'm, that's, that's just me personally. Okay. But I'm not in love with Alistair Black. I'm not married to the idea of Alistair Black being the guy or whatever. And if he is, great. If he isn't, whatever. Sure. But a guy like Lars, I like big hosses anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, plenty of small guys get opportunities in this business in the NXT. Okay, Many think about some. Guys of, to get, but think think about yeah. some of the like. It's okay for Lars to have this opportunity, is what I'm getting at. Because think I about agree. some former NXT champions: Finn Balor, Neville. Sami Zayn, Neville. Uh, some people that have had opportunities: Bo Johnny Dallas. Gargano, yeah, Oh Dallas, uh, Almas. I wouldn't yeah. say he's huge. No, he's, you know, he's what five eleven. Yeah. 220. So even Alistair Black's not huge. You know, he's a little he's guy tall, too. But he's slender, yeah. Tall and slender. So I mean, big fucking deal. Like if if like Adam Cole. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of like there's just Roddy a lot Stark. of guys yeah. who are getting opportunities and they're featured. Like it's gonna be okay if you gotta wait a month or two to see Alistair Black versus Gargano again, or Alistair Black versus Champa, or Alistair Black. Versus whoever, like there's a ricochet. There's other stories that are being told with some of these guys. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect opportunity to 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 kind of you know backdoor someone like Lars in there and let him get this opportunity. Big fucking deal. So that's what I want to say about it. I'm also picking Alistair Black to win the match. The only 
argument I have playing devil's advocate for that crowd who was against Lars. Yeah. And this isn't this isn't more of a, of something on Lars, but EC3 doesn't have a spot on the card. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand that. That's the one argument I could see that EC3 looks like a champion and and is so drastically different than the Alster Black character that there is a good dichotomy there between effectively but from a different way the light and the darkness right. but it's and not like, yeah. it's, it's not it's not Shawn Michaels Undertaker light and darkness it's I'm you know light is on me spotlight type dark. you know you know what I'm trying to yeah. say yeah well I would I would counter that and I'm not saying this is the 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 foolproof counter or anything, but and I so don't I would counter that, that in but it's two ways, right? Argument. In two ways, I could counter that. I think in my own head, one, EC3 hasn't been there that long. Yes, he's popular. Yes, he's from other companies. from another company. Yes, everybody knows who he is, and yes, he's very fucking talented. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been there that long. And his first match was what the, the ladder match? Maybe not his first. I don't remember. But he his got. I mean, he was like a, a month before the ladder match. Yeah, but basically, yeah, the ladder the, match you can say. He's been he got highlighted once, okay. Two, you can easily shoehorn EC3 into a program with Alistair Black. If they're that like opposite ends of the spectrum, after Alistair takes care of Lars, boom, you just bring I mean, just bring EC3 in. These things happen when I mean, granted, when the Undisputed Era debut, they attacked the champion, right? But it's not as if yes, he doesn't have a featured match, and that's fair. But yeah, a lot of pe- a lot of people don't get featured matches. So no, 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 you're absolutely right. And and if 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 EC3 was in the spot, then there'd be a fair complaint to say that Lars wasn't on the card. So sure. nobody wins, right? Yeah. Um, but it's it's okay to, for to be different. Everybody doesn't have to have this long storied indie history just to get a title shot. It's all right. Sure. Sure. You know? So yeah. Um, but speaking of long storied indie histories <laughs> we have one ricochet versus the velveteen dream so yeah this is, go ahead give me a second because this is probably one of my favorite feuds or matchups in a long time i wrote a column about this um and about the dichotomy of the characters because the beauty of this feud is one their characters are so drastically different yet if you strip away all the bravado of both of them they're the same person. They're begging right. for recognition, right? Al- Alster, I mean, um, uh, Dream is begging Alistair Black to say his name. You know, Ricochet is adding more and more and more flips just to get noticed by WWE because he's five foot eight, one hundred and eighty pounds, right? Yeah. And that's, he's one of the best in the world. That's not. Oh yeah. Knocking him, right? He, he's. I will say this before you go on. Watching Ricochet live. Like up close and personal, mm-hmm. I, I will tell you, I don't, I haven't seen him make a mistake. He doesn't. But it, like that, he's almost too good. Like because he makes no mistakes. I like everything he does is crisp, clean, and perfect. And I've never seen anything like him. I'm not saying he's the greatest wrestler of all time. No. But I've never, I think, I've never seen anything like him. Let me put it that way. I would agree. And with I, th- you. I feel like that's high praise because I don't. He's very different and and good. He's a superstar. The Rock said it right. He's going to be a superstar. The Rock is correct. Ain't no gun. I mean, he is a superstar. Yeah, but just, I mean, like once he, he makes it to the, the main roster, Absolutely. like 
it's just going to skyrocket. It's not going to be long. No, basically. not at all. Not at all. Um, but that, but also the fact that Dream is a bit of a savant in that he's only been wrestling four or five years, and he is <laughs> almost as damn near as good as Ricochet. Yeah. In different ways. Dream is know. great. Um, yeah. But there was one thing uh, that really hit me about this feud that Dream said in um, the preview to the match. And um, it was the quote I used at the beginning of the column. If you haven't seen it, it's still at chairshot.com. Um, but it's... Um, I'm, I'm, I don't remember it verbatim, but it effectively is this. He, uh, Dream said, um, Ricochet fancies himself as the king, or likes to call himself the king. Well, that's yeah. funny to me. And it's funny to me because... You know, the king was good, right? But mm-hmm. the prince, I'd like to, I, if I could be anybody, I would be the prince because the prince knows there's a bigger crown. Right, yeah. yeah that is that. one of the most gangster-ass lines I've ever heard a wrestler say. So, it this and, and, and remember, that plays into Ricochet called himself king on the indies, but he was also Prince Puma. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So even further... Anyway, we can go on, on and on and on all day about this, right? Tremendous match, tremendous build. This will be the match of the weekend. Yeah. Of the weekend. Agreed. Even going into Monday and Tuesday at the UK shows, this will be the match of the week, I believe. I think um, so, yeah. And they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna steal the show. Like if, if Melser's in Melser is right now giving out all the stars, like Melser right now is like uh when you play uh the slots game, but you find a glitch and you just keep getting all the coins. <laughs> yeah. Melson's just throwing out all the stars. So give them all to Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. Um, it probably yeah, won't. It's not in New Japan, but yeah, that's fine. Well, no, it's gonna he's gonna they're gonna get four, four and a half. But if it was in if it was in Tokyo Dub, it'd get six and a half. Sure. Yeah. Um, because Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada is two stars. Better two full stars better than Austin versus Bret Hart, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't ask you that, or Shawn Michaels <laughs> versus Undertaker, or Champa versus Gargano from two months ago that has one of the best stories ever told. But anyways, all right, all right, all right. yeah, all sorry, right. sorry. Uh, Velveteen Dream is my favorite guy in NXT right now by wide margin. Same here, sir. Um, same here. What's that? Same here. Yeah. I mostly because I just love characters and Velveteen Dream is the character. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went and saw that NXT house show, he was there. I was super pumped about it. Uh, I the whole drive home, I kept singing his theme song. I kept going Velveteen Dream, like the whole B-O-E-A-M-E. way home. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just the dude, the cat is great, and I love like I love his style, the way he like. He wears some just ridiculous shit at all times, and just—I mean, he's—he is something, man. And, and he lives that gimmick, by the way. Yeah, like he's that way he, all the time. He really does. And I also love a great heel, and yeah. he is that. Like he is a great heel, and so it's—I can't wait to see this because it's been so beautifully told, and they—they still—they even at live shows they tell it. You know, they—they've been like just. There's been moments, you know, where Ricochet and Velveteen have worked together to take on, like, a common enemy. And, yeah. But then as soon as it's over, Velveteen no. will get one up on him or something. No. You know, it's like – it's just like, almost instantly. I love stuff like that, and I, I feel like 
next to Champa and Gargano, this might be the best story. It's very close. Uh, it's a lot well, closer. Ch- Champa and Gargano had the longevity of a story. It's got so a it's year, a bit, yeah. 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 So in terms of like something that's relatively new to a viewer, it doesn't get much better than this. Uh, so this is the match I'm looking forward to on the card the most. And yeah, that's a card that includes Gargano and Champa. So um, as far as predictions go, I'd love to see them drag this out to Brooklyn. I don't think so. Do. I'd love to see it. But the other thing is, Velveteen's kind of been on the losing end of a lot of stuff here lately. But he does need to win, though. I know, I know, I Because the whole point of the gimmick is, I just want to prove my point. Right? He yeah. lost to Aleister Black, but he said his name, though. Right? Yeah. So I just, I do think, I do think Ricochet's going to win the match. Because yeah. Ricochet, like, it just feels like he's just shooting up the ladder super fast. Yeah, um, and Ricochet, Alistair Black is going to be banana. If I felt like they were going to take this to another pay-per-view, like do it one more time, I would probably take Dream. But because I just don't see it happening, I, I'm going to take Ricochet. I would agree with you for basically exactly the same reason. Um, Dream doesn't need to win. Right. Ricochet does. And not because Ricochet can't take a loss, but because Ricochet's been in the 15 years, so you got you have to push him a little faster than Dream. Dream's twenty three years old. There's no need to rush anything with this dude. Yeah, that's He's true. Twenty yeah, three. And the beauty of the way they've built this feud is, if Dream loses, he loses to a fifteen year vet who was con- uh, almost consensusly known as the best wrestler not in WWE for like five years. Yeah. And uh, and all and and Ricochet. I mean Ricochet can say like much like Alistair Black did after their match. Hey Dream, the spotlight you earned it, bro. You deserve it. Yeah, you know, and that boom, he's just as over. And you can see Ricochet doing that because that's Ricochet. absolutely. Well, he said so, it before the match. Yeah, he said you deserve the spotlight, just not when I'm around. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So you you said Velveteen Dream is a great heel. So you want to talk about great heels? Let's talk about the best heel in the business. Yeah, the Miz. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. Um. Maybe that's later on. <laughs> um. Tommaso Ciampa. Yes, sir. This dude here, Tommaso Ciampa is, you know, like he truly thinks he's the good guy, and mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, me too. That's a true villain, right? I, I think I've talked about in the show the differences between villains and heels, or heels and antagonists. Nah, right. bro, he the heel. He is absolutely the heel. Um, but Ciampa versus. Johnny Gargano in a street fight, which is the second match after the original unsanctioned match in which Gargano won, but according to Ciampa, doesn't count because it was unsanctioned. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right? (laughs) So I don't have to build this up to y'all. Y'all know what's happened. Y'all have seen what's happened. So I have a very, um, I have a very controversial pick. So I want you to go first. Okay. I'll go first. Um, I won't go deep into it. Like you said, I'll just give a pick and tell you my reasoning. Sure. Uh, I think Champ is going to win because I think – I feel like this feud needs to end the only way possible, the best way possible. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. My man. In a hell in a, in a, hell in a cell. This is why you're my – this is why you're my brother. This is why, like, we're truly family. That's has, exactly what I feel. They haven't done that match in NXT. No. And it's the perfect opportunity to break that shit out for this feud. Champ has got to win this match. He has to win. I would be shocked 
if Gargano won this match. There's no way. Right? Well, I'll, I'll do you one better. Ciampa's yeah. not going to win. Candace is turning on her husband. I would shit my pants if that happens. Yeah. If y'all could see the Skype right now, you could see my face. I got the <laughs> chair she cat smile. Um, I don't know if she's going to turn on her husband. And for the record, you know, normally I talk to Vince, right? Me and Vince talk. We have our, we have our, because you know. My, well, you're I'm, a WWE shill, son. Well, no, no. I am, I am, I am Rance McMorris. I'm Rance Morris McMahon. Oh, yeah. When he when he signed the Fox deal and the in the NBC deal, he adopted me. Um, so we haven't had our phone. We haven't had you our phone on that one. <laughs> but no, I don't. So I don't know anything. But I believe this is gonna happen. But I don't know if Candace is gonna turn on him because she's really just like tired of him and just wants to rock with Tommaso, or she's playing Tommaso to get over to get right. over on him, and they can follow because. I think Johnny's in a situation where he understands what well, I would hope he'd understand, or maybe Candace understands better than anybody. And sometimes to win the war, you have to lose the battle. Right. Right. So build him up, have the final, and then they could end him together at hell in a cell or uh, a death, the old school death matches where you use one, two, three, you have to pin them and they have to stay down for 10, something like, and you know, triple H is old school is all hell. They, yeah. you know, you never know. But um, Hell in a Cell sounds right. Yeah, they cannot end in a street fight. Well, they just did a street fight. The, 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 huh? street, fight is, the street fight is tomorrow. I'm just saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. This feud cannot end with this match. Yeah, this kind it, of match. It's, it's got to end another way. And it can't be a last man standing because we just, we're just going to have that with, uh, with uh, AJ and Shinsuke. Yeah. So, so it's got to be something brutal. That's, Hell in a Cell sounds right. But yes, Tommaso Ciampa wins. I both I like agree it. on that. So... I think we agreed on every pick on NXT, so that's... Did we? We yeah. did. We did, yes. But no, I do think some of these picks will be different. Somebody's losing the title at the UK shows. I don't know who. Right. Somebody losing. Okay. Um, so that's NXT, guys. We're going to do Money in the Bank in a bit, but there's one more thing we want to talk about before we got to Money in the Bank, kind of give you guys a breather. Um, if you are... If you are a Twitter follower or a YouTube follower, then you know Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, has a YouTube empire up, up, down, down with video games. The man is a huge gamer. He, uh, His YouTube channel is tremendous, even if you don't like video games, just to see these guys outside of their bravado. Absolutely, like, yeah. I think, I think Up, Up, Down, Down has made Baron Corbin one of the most likable humans in the world. Watching yeah. up, up, down, down. But if anything else, you'd think he was terrible. But he is the coolest guy on up, up, down, down. Yeah. Um, among other people, Jack Gallagher is tremendous. You know, Rusev. Rusev. Well, we, Rusev is the most lovable guy. We knew know? about Rusev anyway, but still, yeah. like you know, there's a lot of them. Yeah, E and Kofi. He had, uh, Usos, I think he had Ruby Riot on there recently, who a lot Ruby of people was, know is actually a really sweet girl anyway. But yeah, Shayna Baszler was on there. Like he's it's tremendous. Oscar and Nakamura were on there, and Nakamura was interviewing Oscar for him, so he's translating. It was, but yeah. Anyway, but you know, if you if you follow that, you know him and Kenny Omega have had a feud, right? Yeah, they've 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 uh, played each other twice. Once in 2016, I think Omega won. Once in 2017, I think Woods won. So the challenge was was laid down right after Kenny beat Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship to to fight to 
play in Street Fighter V. If you haven't seen the commercial for Street Fighter V, there was a new character, Sergeant Cody something, and Kenny played the character in the commercial. Yeah. So that is essentially his character, and yes, the irony is not lost on everybody being that his name is Cody. <laughs> we, we get the irony. Um, who actually kind of looks like the real Cody, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, long story short, Woods and the rest of the New Day were scheduled to play uh, Omega and the Young Bucks, aka the Elite, at E3 in Street Fighter V. So that okay, big deal, right? Big deal. Yeah, pretty sure. cool. But this ain't this has happened before. What made it huge was WWE promoted it. Yes, they did on their own Instagram page, among other. On their Instagram, on their Twitter, and more importantly, in an actual article on the website. Yeah. Right. In fact, Kathy Kelly did a YouTube video about it. <laughs> you know the so... WWE now. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, don't so some save, speculation the, save now, right? the so, save the so. We're getting there. Okay. We ain't there okay. yet. We ain't there for the so yet. Um, but I think the interesting part about them promoting it is normally when they when they would talk about an indie guy, it would always be indie wrestler such and such and such. No, they they called them IWGP heavyweight champion, IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. You know, mm-hmm. will they will they do a super kick party? Will can you make a V trigger something like they really going talking about them. Um, if you if you care about this type of stuff, it happened yesterday. The New Day beat the Elite in the team in the team battle, but Woods and Omega played uh, Street Fighter single, and they put the Dev pack in so that Kenny could play as Cody. Kenny beat Woods five to four, and it was it was fun. It was I I like video games. I don't watch esports, but that was truly fun to watch. Yeah. But uh, supposedly Xavier blew a two-o lead. So Xavier blew it. He did blow a two-o lead. But to be <laughs> fair, as he said, Kenny cheated because Cody isn't on the game yet. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You know, so it's not like you can practice with this character. You yeah. know? But no, and and he manned up because the loser, as if you watch up up down down, there's always loser challenges, gamer gauntlets as they call it. The, the New Day had to eat jalapeno peppers. Not jalapeno, uh, habanero Habanero, peppers. yeah. But Woods said, nah, I lost. I'm going to do it. And he ate two of them. And Kenny was like, nah, I can beat you in anything. I can beat you in wrestling. <laughs> I can beat you in video games. I can beat you in eating food. And popped one in his mouth. And it was hilarious. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was... And, then, and then Xavier posted pictures of him being on the toilet after oh, yeah. he had thrown up like three times already. <laughs> oh, man, he was talking about I'm going to die. <laughs> He was like, we got, we got to end funny. this. I got to go to the bathroom. We got to end. We got to end. Um, it was tremendous. But go ahead and hit him with the so, Carl. Hit him with the so. Yeah. So, I mean, now there's the the speculation, right? Like, Indeed. WWE's out here promoting Kenny Omega and uh, the Young Bucks. Like, they are the greatest things to slice bread. And they got the shit on. They got pictures of the guys on their Instagram, on the website. You name it. And then oh. Triple H supposedly says well, something about yeah. NJPW cross promotion. Well, it wasn't, about NJ, it wasn't about NJPW. I thought right. that's what it was. Someone must no, I got clickbaited then. This is what this is what fans do. They take this something small, make it that. He was talking about other companies, specifically right. Progress, ICW and other companies. And he said, "I have no problem op- opening the doors if it's beneficial for everybody." He never said New Japan. 
But right. of okay. course, we expect, we think that means New Japan, based on what we've seen with all this opening. But uh, I think you, I think you alluded to it. You didn't quite say it, but uh, Kenny Omega, who used to be in Deep South Wrestling, with, when uh, as a developmental wrestler for WWE. Mm-hmm. They uh, the, the network has a series of uh, like a collection of videos of unseen. I don't remember the name of the damn segment thing, but of unseen videos or little seen videos, like they got the uh, Regal uh, Dean Ambrose match in there, and they got the Shield Triple Threat for the FCW Ten Championship and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and Bobby Roode's tryout match on Velocity, and like they got all those old stuff. Well, they got they showed after they showed Kenny, and of course Kenny's in the news, best match of all time, quote unquote, so on and so forth. Um, but it's kind of like those old "Hey, big head" messages, where you're trying to inject <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see if she's woke. <laughs> and see, that's yeah. the thing. Like, it's 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 smart on WWE's part because they're striking on a big news story in wrestling. Sure. So it's the perfect time to do that. Everything just kind of the stars aligned for them to have the video game deal. And then Kenny just won the IWGP championship. And, oh, by the way, we have some footage that we own and we can show it. You know, so that's – but on the other side, from what I understand, Kenny Omega's contract runs out January of 2019. Right. I could be wrong on that. No, you're correct. And the Bucks Uh, end in December. Yeah. So – just saying, and like I said, I said this on Twitter when the, I picked out one of the gifts, and it's it's the New Day and the Elite, and they're all jibber jabbering. And I said WrestleMania 35 is going to be lit, so you know, <laughs> uh, I would love to see it. I don't really, I mean, if it doesn't, it's fine. But I would love to see something like that happen because the world would melt down. Like the the internet wrestling community would have an aneurysm if Kenny Omega and the Bucks signed with WWE. I can't wait. Oh, so, by the way, it's happening. It's, you, it's happening. Man, yeah, it's happening. The, I mean, if the money's right, everyone comes calling, right? I mean, I well, don't know. And it, but it ain't just about the money. And let me run this down for you real quick. I ran it down for Jordan the other day on World Class, but let me, I'm going to run it down for you. I can't speak on the Bucks, right? right. I can, but let me talk specifically about one, one Kenneth Omega, right? Yeah. Kenny Omega is not motivated by money, right? He's one of those starving yeah. artist types, right? But Kenny is motivated by his ability to, much like Brian, to express his art as wrestling and by his goals. So if you look at everything he's accomplished, right, he wanted to, he wanted to accomplish the fact that I can be somebody without WWE. Well, he did that, right? He wanted to have a tremendous tag team with Ibushi. He did that, right? He wanted to go to New Japan after he left DDT and make his mark. He did that. He joined the Bullet Club. He did that. He wanted to become the best junior in the world. He did that. After that, he wanted to move to the the, uh, heavyweight division. He did that. He wanted to become the leader of the Bullet Club. He did that, right? He wanted to put on his friends and make them viable. He did that, right? He wanted to change the way we look at wrestling matches. He did that. He wanted to have the best matches he could have. He did that. Tell the best stories in the world. He did that. Main event of Wrestle Kingdom and win a G1 to do it. He did that. Lead the expansion into the United States. He did that. Become the first IWGP United States champion. He did that. Build houses so big that, that they could comp- compete with WWE 
essentially. He did that, and finally he won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. The only thing that's left for him to do in terms of his goals is to face Ibushi, which they've never done. That's probably going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom. Right. right. So there's nothing left for him to do in terms of his goals. And he always says his, his slogan is change the world, right? Mm-hmm. You can't change the world in Japan when everything you want is, is happening there. You want to change the world, Kenny Omega, come to WWE and change the way that they, they, that they do stuff. That's changing yeah. the world. Because anything everyone's, w- everyone's just threatened by the idea of him going over there because they're worried that yeah. WWE is going to ruin him. And to well, that yeah. I say, they nope. didn't ruin AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, he's so ruined that old AJ Styles. Seth Rollins even, has, I, has been terrible. Dean Ambrose has been so tremendously buried. <laughs> Kevin Owens? Did you know that Kevin Owens has only won every title there is to win? Shit, damn. You know, like, all your indie faves are kind of... Finn, ba- Finn Balor has had a rough go of it, right? He only won the Undisputed Championship, the <laughs> Universal Championship, like, in his first month on the main roster. Like, exactly. Let's, let's be real about this, guys. Let's be real about this. Like, in I fact, agree. if you take away Roman Reigns, and I, you can say Braun Strowman, he hasn't won a title, but he wins every match, right? Sure. Take away those two guys. Aren't most of the guys who are successful at the top of the card on either show and you and Miss too, right? Aren't they all indie guys? For the most a- part, yeah. AJ and Shinsuke, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, uh, Seth and Dean. Um, uh, who else? Who else was I was I just saying uh, just a minute ago? Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like. Really kind of slow your road, bro. Yeah, well, I'm with you. So yeah, you know, I would love to see it happen. Um, I think it would be cool. I think it'd be a, a good thing. Uh, but if it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, I'm not gonna lose my mind one way or the other. But I, you can kind of see some seeds being planted if you want to read into it that way. Sure. You know. No, I'd be more concerned if I was for the Bucks, only because WWE has shown they don't really value tag team wrestling. Right. Like, and, and and the Bucks situation, the Bucks are a main event wherever they go, except for New Japan. They're not they're not the main event in New Japan, right? They had to win seven tag team titles, and seven junior tag team titles, and gain twenty pounds to get moved to the heavyweight division. But right, but everywhere else they go, the main events, right? They're making easy six plus, almost maybe seven figures in merch. It's a good so chance of that, yeah. Right. That'll be a little harder for them to say, hey, okay, we're going to leave. But you'd want to talk about changing the world, right? Um, when Brock came back, he changed uh, contracts because not only was he able to have his own sponsors that he already had on his stuff, which nobody else ever could, but he also was able to fight while he was wrestling, right? Yeah. Samoa Joe changed, changed the business in that. And Punk, you can give this really to Punk, but in modern times, Joe... And that Joe was a guy who made his name largely outside of WWE, came into WWE and was able not only to keep his name, but keep his entire everything about him. Right. Yeah. Right. He was the first modern guy to do that outside of punk. Right. So you have guys who are who are starting to change things. Effectively, that are that are, you know, Shinsuke was a guy that changed the way and Oscar, too, that changed the way American mainstream fans look at Japanese wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Because if you before that, if you look at WWE, like they were all jokes except for 
Habushi, Hakushi, whatever the guy with all the the letters on him, but he only wrestled for like a few months. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. and I mean Muda was a man, but Muda never did WWE, right? So if I'm the Bucks, I say this: You're gonna pay me clearly. You're gonna give me good money, right? More more downsides than anywhere else I can get. That's that's almost a guarantee, right? But if I'm oh Bucks, yeah sure. But if I'm the Bucks, I'm saying this is the only way I sign. You have to give me upwards. We're gonna start. We're gonna start the bidding at fifty percent of our merch sales. Fifty percent of our merch. Yeah. Right. You also have to allow us to continue. We won't make any new shirts on on pro wrestling tees, but allow us to still sell the existing merchandise. Right. Yeah. That's number two. Number three, you have to guarantee us that we have fair. You have we have a certain level of creative control. What we mean by that is. We're not gonna we're not gonna say you have to let us say that we're gonna win if if we want don't wanna lose. No, that's not that. But let us have input in our storylines and in our matches, you know, and just allow us to be on the shows. Allow us to be on the cards and utilized. We'll right. take we'll take what you give us there because we understand how the business works. You know, if they can do that, then I'd sign if I'm the Bucks. Yeah, that's it. Well, I think that's, that, I think that's fair, yeah. I, I think that's very fair. I, that would be tough, I think. For Vince, at but this the stage. money that they will make him. Yeah, I know. So it's definitely, definitely you know, kind of a fun thing there to kind of think about and expand on. So sure, sure. But uh, but I but I, I think Kenny is almost is is almost guaranteed to come. And and the irony is, everybody thought that everybody in All In would be like uh, black blackballed, but no, they actually love what they're doing. They want, them all. Yeah. they want them all now. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of that is probably Triple H. You know, he's, I mean, I would say Vince maybe, I don't know about Vince, but Vince Triple H balls, right? Sure. Yeah. But Triple H is like, you know, he's the catalyst for a lot of this stuff in terms of like all of when it. they go and scour talent and things like that. And he's, he, he's privy to what's going on around him. He's aware. He, he knows that Kenny Omega is this, that, and the other. He's not. Oh, he living watches. under a fucking rock. Yeah, exactly. He watches. He texted Cody literally the night he won the Ring of Honor title to tell him, congratulations, kid. I'm proud of you. Yeah, so, the, I mean, you've got Triple H. Man, it's not. I don't want Vince to retire or die or anything, but I do look forward to the day that Triple H is the guy kind of running everything because I just feel like he's going to make a lot of, like, not, like, perfect changes, but I think he's going to really revolutionize wrestling in a different way i think he's going to make his yeah. own mark once it's his time to kind of be that guy you know well, what i mean and he's already preparing for that because that's why he they say he hired jeff jared and you know he has uh road dog there and uh waltman i think does consulting work for him and ryan ward is his, is his guy and a lot of these guys he's building his jeremy borash is one of his guys now like he's building his crew right i don't i don't want vince to retire or die like a lot of fans want or none of that bullshit um in fact the business will be worse without vince but what i think would behoove vince to do is to see some of the day-to-day wrestling portion to triple sure. H and yeah still be the acting ceo run the business do the stuff you always normally do go to the shows every week if you want that's your god-given right you built that from scratch yeah. But you don't have to be the last guy to make all the decisions anymore, right? Or yeah. even then, even if you keep all the power, 
let the damn head writer of the show have the real power. Right. Right. And only step in when you feel you need to, because the rewriting of all the shows right before every show is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and so many people want to talk about how creative is bad and all this stuff, but the stuff creative is pitching isn't even getting on, getting the air because they're making them rewrite it four or five times before the, before the show starts. Right. So maybe of those five times creative, of the five times the show was rewritten, maybe three of those those times the show was tremendous, but it got vetoed and made to be changed. We don't know. Yeah, I would agree. But I, I think uh, we got to move. We got to move here. We got we still got our ways to go. Because yeah, MITB but, is a is a big one. Sure, but but the difference between us previewing Takeover and MITB is I got to explain Takeover matches to you. <laughs> you know that's true that's it takes a little true. longer like we can run through I, my tb pretty fast all right man so let's try to run through this uh this card um i think it's a pretty good card uh i know some of the a lot of fans are kind of down on some of the build but that's just another conversation but uh i've enjoyed a lot of the build and i think just on paper the card is stacked i think so let's start off with the uh, kickoff match, which is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between uh, Gallows and Anderson and Luke and Eric Bludgeon. And I'm going to ask you like Jordan asked me this morning, okay? Yeah. How fast do the Bludgeon Brothers win? What's that? How fast do the Bludgeon Brothers win? It's kickoff show match. Because we know ain't no way in hell. Gallows and Anderson are winning. We know this. Yeah, they're not winning. It's, it's, it's a kickoff show match, though, right? Kickoff show, yes, sir. Is it the only match on the kickoff show? Only match uh, that is advertised, but they'll probably throw another one out there. Uh, less than five minutes. I don't, I don't think it's going to be short, but I don't think it's going to be long either. So I'll say we'll set the over. <laughs> okay, how about this? I'll just We'll make a prediction, okay? I'll just say four minutes and 43 seconds. How about you? He gave me the seconds. I'll yeah. go. I will go three minutes and 54 seconds. Okay. All right. That's fair. So there's like a 50 second difference there or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and you don't, so you, you don't piss the Bludgeon Brothers off. We've seen what happens when you do that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's go to um, Big well, That Cat. was quick. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is not going to be, we know we don't have to break down the match. Yeah, yeah, you know when I have to explain to you the reason people are fighting, it's kind of hard. Yeah, exactly. You know to go through it fast. <laughs> Big Cass and Daniel Bryan. Um, you've seen the build to that. Cass, just in case, in case you forgot, Cass is seven foot tall, and I don't know if you know, but you can't teach that. Um, That's what I heard, yeah. but I heard that from someone who I haven't seen in a while, so I'm not sure if it's still accurate. Oh, that dude that used <laughs> that rapper dude that used to. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, dropping those fire tracks. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I'm doing anyway. better once this feud's over. By the way. Well, okay. If I if I may jump in, it I think it ends officially <laughs> Sunday. I and mean, I don't really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I I I um I, I read an interview with Daniel Bryan um, recently that he was talking about the fan backlash of. Having to wrestle Big Cass because God fucking forbid he doesn't wrestle every single legend on earth two minutes after he comes back. The Daniel Bryan legend Ugh. tour. Yeah. So, 
Um, and he talked about how he thought it was, you know, it was different because it was gives him an opportunity to kind of help someone else or, you know, be in a position where you can kind of teach a little bit, you know, to someone like Cass who's trying to make a name for himself and trying to do this, that, and the other. Brian makes him look like a bitch the first time. Right? <laughs> made him look like a bitch the first time. Um, I hate the way you said that, but it's true. Well, you know, so yeah, I, th- I think I think they'll. I think they're going to squeeze one more out of this just to piss us all off. So well, I'm going to take Cass. The next pay-per-view is SummerSlam, dog. They're not going to run this at SummerSlam. There's no way. Big Cass, big Cass. They might do one more on TV. I I respect that, but 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 Brian's winning. Brian's winning Sunday, I think. Again, he probably you know, will. But... Once again, just just like WWE likes to do, Cass will get his heat back after the match, but. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we're not going to have a lot of disagreements because on this pay-per-view, I don't think. So let's just let me go against the grain this one time. Most people are picking Brian. This will be my against the grain pick. Well, no, pick. Uh, if we if we agree on everything, then that's fine. It is what it is. But, you know, we do our predictions with uh, in our little group we have. Yeah. Well, I did mine and we have a few we disagree on. So. Oh, OK. Well, that's yeah. good because I'm going to take cast. Though. I just I feel like they could. I, they may not want to get any more legs out of this, but I mean, we're really gonna make Big Cass look like he's nothing. Two pay per views in a row. But well, but see that's and see I don't I don't like that that thought process because just because he's losing doesn't mean he's look like he's nothing. And the first match, it it was competitive until Brian got him down, and right. then it was there was no chance. Right. This match you make it competitive and make Brian have to earn it. Right. The whole point of this of this feud is to bring Cass up a level. He can lose every match in the feud, but if he continues to look dominant against a guy who everybody thinks should be the top guy in the company, then he's done his job. Right. So well, the yeah, I mean, he has, yeah, he'll be too. bigger than he was, right? I'll be honest. I would just, I would, I don't, I would like to see Big Cass get get a victory, and I, I out of this, I know. Well, one, well, I'll have reasons, but yeah. I won't get into those. Into no, those please don't reasons. We've trolled enough tonight. <laughs> but, I, I know, but I do think – I think they'll squeeze it out a little bit further. I could be – I'm probably wrong, but I'll stick with my prediction. I'll take the cast. Okay. Um, moving on from one uh, fan thought bad feud to another, <laughs> Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Jesus for, Christ. Okay, hold on. For the record, yes, the feud has been bad. But bad is an understatement. But no, go ahead. No, it has not been as bad as people make it. Here's the only bad thing about the feud. The writing has been bad. But the only bad thing about the feud, in my opinion, has been that Bobby Lashley keeps coming out smiling and laughing and talking. He right. should be angry and beating people up. Right? Sami Zayn is doing exactly what he should do. He is a douchebag and an asshole, and he is ingratiating. Right? He is that, That's what he's supposed to be doing. That's what, that's yeah. what he's, he's doing his job. That's the only problem. And somebody like Sammy would be the guy to stalk his DMs and Instagram and say he wasn't really in the military when there's so much information out there that proves that he is. Right. Um, anyway, that's another conversation. Uh, who you got? Lashley or Zane? I'm taking Lashley. I don't like, okay. So first of all, I don't think they brought Lashley in to just get like essentially punked. By Sammy fucking Zane. Punk. He's Ashton Kutcher now? I like that. Three, four <laughs> weeks. Like, first there, like, there was the sisters thing, which was just so bad. And then there was, 
they did the I was there Monday when they did the uh, the obstacle course. I love that. And when you see the stuff coming down from the ring, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? That's like all I can think in my head, you know? Like, what is going on here? Hey, the obstacle course was worth it just to see Sammy after he lubricated them ride that damn rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm taking Lashley. I, I just don't think, like, they brought Lashley in and you, they made it kind of seem like I thought it was going to be a big deal. And this feels like, like, kind of like, all right, let me get this cockroach out of my way a little bit here. And then Bobby Lashley can move on to something else. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. They might squeeze something else out of this, but I'll, I'll take Lashley. Okay. I got I got Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> but no, I'm not trolling. I have a reason. Yeah, yeah. So I think, and God forbid how long they drew, they drew it out, but the entire mm-hmm. point of this feud was to get Bobby Lashley from being a smiling running the baby face to being walking Armageddon as he was known before he came back. Right. Sure. Yeah. So you've seen him go week to week and get more and more annoyed. And when he brought up the military stuff, he got pissed. Sure. As he should, as he should, right. That's a, that's a big deal, especially in America, you know? Yeah. And now this past Monday when you were there and, and the American Ninja warrior scene, you know, and, he he only did <laughs> he only did it because uh you know he wanted to shut Sami Zayn up and Sami jumped him again, right? Yeah. If I feel like Sami's gonna roll up or sneak a wins here or something like that, and this is going to just completely piss Lashley off and send him on that path of destruction. This is the catalyst, right? And you know how you said you think Cass and Brian have one more match on on TV. I think the Lashley Zayn rematch is on TV. But Lashley most through him because he ain't with the being with shit no more. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I just I feel like they'll probably just Lashley has to come out on top here, like overall in the it grand really scheme. Will, sure. Yeah. But, so I, I just feel like they'll just do it now. Like, but if they don't, I could see you make a good case. Yeah, I could see that too. Well, the only reason I say they can't do it now is because Lashley can't come into this feud and leave out of the feud the same way. Right. Something has to be different. Okay. So, you ready to talk about the main event of the show? <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm Roman, not. Roman Reigns is facing Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. And um, this has been such an interesting feud because, my God, they've both been healed and face in the same night sometimes. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, who you got, man? And and look. I know for a can, fact we you have can, different picks on this, too. Yes. You can't troll. Because you like them both. I know. It's such bullshit. Um, that's all right, though. That's all right. I like Roman. Yes. This this dude, Roman, has been losing on pay-per-view. He beat Samoa Joe at the last pay-per-view. Prior to that, this yeah, dude but, but it, hey, but just it, but looked it, like... It doesn't count because, remember, everybody left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> this dude has been losing non-fucking-stop. And I just... I mean, I could see Ginger winning... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't have any really like real explanation as to why Roman should win, as to why Ginger could win. I just feel like Roman's going to win because I think part of it is if Ginger wins, he's going to be like a face. <laughs> like if he beats Roman <laughs> in the center of the ring, the next is week going to be chanting for Ginger Mahal. Like I, I just think don't. So, <laughs> so I, I don't think. Yeah, I'll take Roman. He's I think. 
if anyone can overcome having is it Sunil Singh? I don't even know. Like, Sunil, um, yeah. Samir is hurt. Sunil. Is okay, there. so if anybody can overcome Sunil and take out Jinder. Wait, you said that like he had to overcome I know. the greatest. Well, Randy Orton couldn't do it. <laughs> Randy Orton had two of them. Randy Orton had two of them. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> the infamous Sunil Singh. I'm telling you, man, he is a force to be reckoned with. The hitman, so, Sunil just Singh. Just a distraction. If anybody can overcome the damn distraction, it's Roman Reigns. I think Roman right. will get the win here. He needs a win. He didn't need a win because he's going to be at the top of the card, kind of. He's Roman. Anyway. Yeah. But, come on, man. They're not going to let Ginger beat Roman, right? Surely not. Ginger's going to win, dog. <laughs> Ginger's going to win. Okay. Ginger's winning. Because they're continuing this story of Roman is losing, and Rome, you know, and Roman keeps failing. Now, it, it, it the, re- the reason they were able to make it work with Joe is because Joe got shit sent up to the next show. He was gone, so it yeah. didn't matter if he won or lost. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, yeah. I think Gender wins, bro. I think Gender wins, and Chicago. I'll be honest. Wins. I would love to see Gender win, but go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm one of the big Roman fans on the internet, uh, and you're. And I and I have been a gender apologist. You are a gender fan and a mm-hmm. Roman apologist. So we're kind of the aqua, the opposite. Yeah. But uh, Chicago, I think the fans in Chicago, well, in Rosemont actually, are going to self implode when they see Gender Mahal beat Roman Reigns clean. Mm. Clean. Yeah. Now that I don't know oh. about. Oh, by the way, I want to hear people people tell me how that Roman Reigns is pushed down our throats then. Oh, they will. Okay. You know it'll happen. Yeah. No, no. They'll be like, he, okay. It's not that big of a loss. He was beaten by a WWE champion. (laughs) The 50th champion of all time. And, Ah. of course, prior to that, it was he should be in the trash can. That's what it's going to be. Guaranteed. (laughs) You are correct, sir. You are absolutely correct. Mm, Okay. So let's move on to, I think we've gone past the portion of the card that, fans are a little down on so let's move to the more fun part of the card uh we have yeah. a wwe intercontinental championship match between twins actually <laughs> um <laughs> you know you have you have heavy metal jesus versus versus uh, elvis level jesus you got upper body jesus versus tiny penis jesus i'm not going to come on we all know i'm not going that far I'm just hey, kidding. Hey, Rollins keeps some Rollins keep, Rollins keeps some bad ones, so he might be he might be working with a monster down there, bro. You, you know this. We'll have to ask Zara or whatever. You can't ask Zara because Zara's too busy with with uh I was gonna call her by a real name. Dario. Uh what's her name? Sonya Deville. Yeah, Sonya, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna call her by a real name, my bad. Um Rollins and Elias. What you got, brother? Yeah. Uh I like Elias. Um I know it's kind of a, maybe a crazy pick, but like Elias has kind of been in and out of a lot of interesting feuds. He kind of kind of little mini thing with John Cena. Um, he's floated around some other like he's fucked with Braun, obviously, and Braun whooped his ass and dropped a piano on him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that Braun, not Braun. I'm sorry. I don't think that. Um, Seth, uh, I feel like Seth is making that push towards the Universal title soon. 
I still don't buy the fact that Roman is going to be the one to dethrone Brock. I still think it's going to be. I think it's going to be set. I think WrestleMania kind of closed the door, in my opinion, on Roman taking out Brock. You can say greatest Royal Rumble after that, but I think WrestleMania was kind of the door slamming shut. And Rollins has been so good over the last God, you name it. He's been since that Gauntlet match, really. I mean, he's just really well, been since him and Ambrose got back together is probably the real, right the real point. Yeah, he's just been out of this world good, uh, hitting on all cylinders. So this would be the perfect time <laughs> while he's on a hot streak to have Elias uh, take the IC title off of him. And I feel like I mean Elias is he's over. People love Elias. Um, so I like yeah I think Elias is going to win. I think they'll do some kind of maybe rematch in between now and SummerSlam. And then I think Seth moves on. I, that's just kind of what I think. I could see Seth winning, obviously, and holding the sure. belt for a little bit longer. Uh, but I think Seth is in line to be the guy to take the belt off of. I have a theory, and I'm going to talk about it later as we go along in the show. I have it like it's, it's a okay. fantasy booking as we go. So okay. I think Elias will win the match and win the title somehow. So I I agree with you that Elias is going to win the title. I also agree that I think. Fans and podcasts and columns have convinced me that Rollins will be the guy to, I don't know about take the title off of Brock, but at least face Brock at SummerSlam. Um, so he'll need to lose the title for that. But more important than anything else, the reason I'm picking Elias is because I'm so tired of Elias not having anything to do and only being on the shows because he wants to sing a song. Right. Give this man something to do. I agree. And yeah. If he's, the, if he's IC champ, he will have things to do. And we can actually have – there's plenty of people he can have feuds with. I mean, he, he never had his techni- – technically never had his feud with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And, hey, here's the thing. Elias, I mean, he's he's gotten himself over. People like – like I said, you know, people like Elias, and he's more than capable, you know. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, giving him a crack at it and seeing how he runs with a mid-card championship. Yeah, um, I, I, he's definitely due for something, mm-hmm. but he has not had anything concrete to do since before WrestleMania. Right. So, You're right. Please. So, um, I like to save championship matches for last. So let's run through the money in the bank ladder matches real quick. All right. All right. Let's do the men first. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um. So to run it down for you, we got Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Miz, uh. Bruce, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and a member of the New Day who will be Big E. I don't know, but probably Big E. <laughs> yeah. But a member of the New Day, but probably Big E. But I did, we don't know, but it'll yeah. probably be Big E. I did hear a, a good theory. That, um, Kofi. I can't remember who told me now. But someone was saying that they would like to see, like, the New Day never really announce it. And so, like, Xavier Woods or something starts off the match and, like, does his thing, and then he gets, like, beat up real bad, and then Kofi slides in. I was like, oh, Xavier was never in. And then Xavier <laughs> does that, and does it. Kofi does his thing, and then he gets beat up. It's like, oh, Kofi was never in either. We always pick Big E, and then Big E runs in and finishes. That would be tremendous, but that would mean they would have to either win or be healed to do that. Yeah. So, um, But that would be tremendous television. My result of this goes back to what I was just talking about with Seth. Okay. I think Finn Balor is winning the Money in the Bank contract. Oh, your favorite wrestler. Yeah, my big-time favorite. I like him more now than I did before. I've, he's grown on me a little bit. Because he got a T-shirt that you like? 
No, just because he's just grown on me a little bit. I don't know what it is. I could do without baby oil every five seconds, but he's, you know, <laughs> that's it well, is what it is. It's not that big of a deal. Well, that's for the ladies. That's for the young men and young ladies who are fans of his. I know. I get it. It's fine. Yeah. So I think Finn is going to win Money in the Bank. And the reason why I say that is because, like we talked about just a minute ago, I think Seth is pinned as the guy to take down Brock. And I do think it happens at SummerSlam, regardless of what the reports say, where Brock's not showing up to any more pay-per-views. He's never coming back, all that well, stuff. Well, hold on, because remember, just, just two days before that, it was Roman and Brock is set for SummerSlam. Right, yeah. So, so I yeah, think, since we know so I much. think Seth is going to be the one to dethrone Brock at SummerSlam, and I think Finn is going to immediately cash in and win the title off of Seth. Oh. Because of Finn first won the Universal title at SummerSlam when he – had that match against Seth Rollins and had to forfeit it. This is the way Finn gets his championship belt back. Cementing a Finn Balor heel turn. That's what would have to happen. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. That, so that is my fantasy booking and I'll stop there, but I do think Finn is going to win the contract. So I know one thing, it would be a good story in my opinion. Absolutely. So absolutely. So your, your assessment of what will happen with the briefcase is correct. But you got the wrong person. Okay. Mike the Miz Mizanin. I would love it. That's who I want to win. So don't get me wrong. But but let me let me let me let me let me tell you why. And this my reasoning works for Finn Balor too, but I'm gonna tell you why it works for the Miz. Um when it comes to money in the bank or the Royal Rumble or the Elimination Chamber, right? Three matches that'll get you a title shot or a championship, right? Mm-hmm. The reason those are the reason those matches are so well, in the in the sake of in Money in the Bank is brutal, uh, Hell in the Cell is dangerous, the Royal Rumble is arduous. The reason they are such is because they, those three matches hot shot you up the pun intended ladder to get to the main event spot or the t- world title spot, right? Sure. Whereas most people have to work all year to get there, right? So to hot shot to get hot shot to that spot, you kind of got it got to go through a little more punishment and and earn it, so to speak, right? So, effectively, the Money in the Bank ladder match was was intended originally to pick that next person to who would not get there anytime soon on their own merit and put and prop them back, right? Yeah. Which is why Braun ain't winning, which is yeah. why Joe ain't winning, because they're already there, right? I would agree with that. Yeah, I would okay. agree with that. Right. Um, which is and and Rusev and Bobby Roode are just too low right now. Okay, definitely Bobby Roode. Like I, no offense to Bobby, even though I'm not a big fan, but yes. No, right. Rusev, Rusev, Rusev yeah. Rusev over, but on the card, he's not high. I mean, in fairness, we have seen Damian Sandow win this briefcase before. Yeah, but that was the yes. time, and that was two briefcases. Right. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Okay. Right. It wasn't just one for all the men. You had a main. You had a, a effectively a main event one, and a mid card one. Right. Sure. Okay. But all that to be said to be to say this. The Miz has worked harder than anybody. Almost not named. Not 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 in the Shield or Cena, effectively. Sure. Right. Um. Over the past few years, he has re- resurrected a title who that people didn't care about. For the longest, he mm-hmm. does all the press you ask him to do. He wrestles four or five nights a week. He does 
outside. He does movies. He he hosts shows. He has reality shows. He you know he does work for MTV. He does work for this. You know he's on Xavier's channel all the time. Like he's truly, you know, a Renaissance man. Like a face of your company. But him just walking into the main event wasn't going to happen based on the people in front of him. So sure. this, so winning this Money in the Bank ladder match will allow him to hot shot back to that spot. And he's going to cash in on... I'm not, we'll get to who wins the WWE Championship of Money in the Bank, but Daniel Bryan is going to get the title shot, I think, at SummerSlam. And Miz will cash in on young Bryan Danielson when he wins <laughs> the title after this big emotional moment of all three plus years... This, that, and the other, and Miz comes in and snatches it. And see, that's great. And uh, to be honest with you, I think you and I have actually discussed this exact idea before. We have. So let's put it this way. That would be what I would prefer. You can't because... lose either one, though, yeah. No, 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 you can't. Uh, I think from a fan perspective, you win either way because people want to see this Miz Daniel Bryan thing. <clears throat> but I also think if you can harken back and do something with Finn, who's kind of been, he's had some moments, I guess, here and there, but he hasn't, he's just, I mean, Miz put it best. Like you, you've got to be able to do more than just have a sign that wasn't ever yours to begin with. You know what I mean? That you like when he was talking about Finn and Seth before WrestleMania and how Finn basically is just a guy with a too sweet sign, more or less. So, and, and then also like with Kevin Owens talking about how him and Finn never got their rematch for the universal title. He brought that up on raw. I'm sure you probably remember and saw sure. that. Sure. So there's some, there, there's some seeds there, but of course, I mean, it could go the Miz's way, of course, as well. So I'm not like, I'm not one way or the other about either, either idea. Just I'm going this way. You're going that basically. It's all it is. Right. But I, I do think Finn and Bobby both are turning heel. Um, okay. I do think Bobby sooner than later, Finn more down the road. But uh, Finn doesn't have to win the briefcase to do what you said he did. Briefcase just gives him a conduit to win the title. Right. But he can still turn heel on Seth afterwards anyway. Absolutely. Right. So, but I'm I'm with you on on that. Um, But yeah, I got Miz. You got Finn. Either one wins. I'll be happy. Actually, anybody in this match wins except for Bobby Roode. I'd be happy. Same here. Right. And Bobby Roode's tremendous. It's just, it's time. It's the heel turn is it's it's past due for a heel turn. Yeah, the face shit ain't working. I'm not I'm not a big Bobby Roode guy to begin with, but I would definitely prefer him in the heel role. Well, like at least with the glorious character and all yeah. that shit. Like it's, the face it's, well, it's stuff. It's Rennes course. Yeah. course. And now now the the, the the crowd, they still love the song. They're sick of the character, so now when you turn him heel, the song will still be over, but you won't be singing along with it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, money, the women's money in the bank ladder match, which I would venture to think, while I think on, there's only two real possibilities to win, could possibly be better than the men's. Could be, yeah. You have Ember Moon versus Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch versus Natalia versus Lana, and yes, that's not a typo, versus Naomi versus Sasha Banks. Talk to me. Lana, number one. Lana, number one. Why the fuck is she in this match? 
Let's talk two. about that first. Let's talk two about reasons. it first. Go ahead. Two, two reasons. Number one, there is uh, when you have a card where you have 12 women on the card mm-hmm. and four of your heels on the show are green as goose shit. Peyton uh, and Billy on green, but they're new, right? Um, it, it just was a change of pace and something different that people weren't expecting. And of course, Lana gets she gets a reaction, right? But more importantly, they're trying to they're trying to convince us that Rusev is getting pushed because can you imagine the opportunity, the possibility, just the small possibility that Lana and Rusev both win their, their briefcases? Oh, I can imagine it. Right? Yeah, I can and definitely imagine one of them for sure. It's not Lana, I'm sure. Right? No, it's Lana. Yeah, okay. it's Lana. Right. So th- these are situations that breed possibilities, right? Yeah. So Lana's in a match that she shouldn't be in. Mm-hmm. Lana, Lana's going to have some show selling moments. And then the rest of the show, the rest of the the rest of the entire match, she'll be non-existent in the trash. But she'll have some <laughs> moments that'll make you say, "Damn, well, Lana's." And I've said this many a time. She cares too much to be trash forever. She Agreed. cares too much. She's worked hard to get passable. Yeah. She's working even more harder. She's working even harder to get average. And then two, three years on the line, she'll actually be good. We forget Trish didn't wrestle before she got here, and she became the best of all time until the Four Horsewomen. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you want my prediction, right? Yeah, and it's, whatever you want to say about the match, it's just you got you got yeah, the score. It's Lana. You bullshit. No, I'm serious. I think it's gonna Stop be Lana. Trolling. Stop trolling. No, I'm not trolling you this time. I swear to God, I swear to God, I think it's gonna be Lana. And you know why? Why? For the simple fact that she doesn't need to be in this fucking match. For the simple fact that. Wow. She is so far below her competition that it would be literally perfect for her to sneak out some ridiculous fucking victory, just like wow. someone did last year. Carmella, with James, the help of James Ellsworth, I can absolutely. So Aiden gonna help her? Is James gonna help her? Maybe not this time. Aiden. Maybe. No, Aiden. Maybe. Maybe Aiden. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm telling you. I'm, I could be wrong. Of course, I could be wrong. There's eight people in the damn match. So that's not like I mean saying I could be wrong is ridiculous at this point. Sure. But sure. I, initially, initially I thought it was going to be Natalia. So that's I changed my tune on that a little bit when I went with Finn because I kind of have the feeling they'll go Raw SmackDown. That's you know they might not, but that's the, the way I feel they'll do it. It's, so, it seems like it makes sense. Right. So if they decide to go Miz, then it might be Natalia. Right. I would say Natalia in that case. But I'm saying Finn, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Lana because to me. She actually, you're gonna you're gonna shit on me for this. Other than oh, Natalia, I think she makes the most sense because Charlotte doesn't need this fucking Charlotte doesn't need this shit at all. Uh, I don't think Naomi or Becky really need Becky maybe Becky Naomi does need, not. Becky needs this money in the bank. She's Na- not winning. She's right, not winning. Right, right, but right, she right, needs right, it. Right, right. <laughs> right. Naomi doesn't need it. No. Sasha doesn't need it. In my maybe. opinion, maybe. Ember, I could see her winning. No. But I think it's too soon. Too, way so, too soon. Yeah. So I'm going with Lana. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy, guys. And you guys listening to me are going to shit on me, and it's fine. But don't fucking shit on me when Lana is holding that briefcase on Sunday night. I want to hear the shower of praise. Okay. So hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You guys, take venture back with me, if you will, to the Royal Rumble. 
first ever women's Royal Rumble match. And Young Carlton was adamant that uh, the, the uh, beautiful, the sexy, the well, she's not voluptuous, but the but the alluring Ruby Riot yeah. was a lot to win. Hey, and you know what though? As far as I'm concerned, Ruby Riot did win the Rumble. You know why? Because she got a she got a title shot at the next pay per view. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Ah. <laughs> okay. So I'm just gonna chalk this into Carl conspiracies. In fact. <laughs> This is going to be a new segment on the show called Carl Spiracies. Yeah. And this is Carl's Carl Spiracy of the Night. I'm so down. Every <laughs> week, I'm down. Let's do it. That's hilarious. You know what, 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 what angers me about this is everything you said is Vince all the way. <laughs> they love Lana, man. Well, the, the fans love Lana. Like, Lana's loved by everybody. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, if they had put Mandy Rose in this thing... I'd put I'd pick Mandy Rose. Sonya, I would have. I I would have rather than put Sonya more than Mandy because Sonya's more ready than Mandy is. But. Sure. Oh yeah, I'd agree with that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay. So, man, I don't. How do you come back from that? How do you backdoor that? Wow. Okay. So with your favorite wrestler. Yes, I hate her with the passion, but she's winning. Natalia's winning the briefcase. I hate and it. and by the way, that is also another good story to be told with yes. Natalia. And Ronda, potentially, you know, we'll talk about it, but yeah. There, But there has to be a reason that every time somebody asks Natty any question, hey, Natty, what type of shoes are you wearing? Well, I'm wearing Nikes that my friend Ronda Rousey taught me. Everything is <laughs> right. Ronda Rousey. It's got to be a reason. Um, And the story that they've told with, Ron, with Natty being the conduit for the uh, Nia Jax feud and, 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 and furthering that, and before that, uh, her continuing to get beat up and beat down, and Rhonda keeps saving her, and all this, and the friendship, and from a insider, from an insider perspective, if you, you know, Rhonda's getting into the Hall of Fame on July 5th, UFC Hall of Fame. Um, we're gonna predict on whether she wins the Raw Women's Championship in just a, in, a, in a couple of minutes, but assuming she does win. We're gonna make our predictions, but just let's let's assume she does win for the sake of this conversation. She's gonna have a marquee match at, at SummerSlam, regardless, title or not. Yeah. Right. If she does have a title match, I think it would behoove WWE to put her in there with somebody who can not only get heat on her and with her, but can walk her through something that is memorable. Mm-hmm. Right. This is this is more your exhibition match. This is more your uh, this is more Rocky versus uh, Hulk Hogan, right? With her versus Nia, right? Sure. Or Rocky versus Drago, like that is it, it's not your it's not your your beautiful match, right? But Ronda versus Natty could be Rocky versus versus um, uh, Apollo Creed. You so know? so what you're saying is you hate Natty the character. But you know that she's a great opponent for her at SummerSlam, based on how good she is. Well, she's a, she's a tremendous wrestler. I've yeah. never said she wasn't. She Natty is essentially a coach. Natty is basically doing what Cassius Ono is doing at NXT. She's wrestling full time, but she's essentially coaching the women, right? She's a gatekeeper of sorts. Absolutely, and she's been that for for a while. Yeah. But you have this true, real life story between them that Natty is essentially the fifth horsewoman. Sure. Right. 
Um, Natty has Natty did a big part in helping train her with Sarah Del Rey. Yeah. You know, and honestly, if you flip it, Ronda and Shayna and Jessamine and Marina have helped Natty with submissions. Yeah. You know, and striking. Um, so back back and forth. So you have this real life friendship that can be exploited. We know Natty has as recently as what before the before the uh, not the brand split, but the draft was just as evil as she wanted to be on SmackDown, right? She didn't all of a sudden get good. Right, right? yeah. There was no reason for her to all of a sudden be good. She's playing everybody. Um, and she can pull... Ronda works better with an antagonist. Nia isn't an antagonist for her because Nia isn't technically playing a full heel. Nia's just standing up for herself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she beat up on somebody one night, but that was to send a message. But then the next week, she showed that she cares because Natty's a friend. So she's not really playing a true antagonist to, to Ronda. Natty will go out here and be as, as dirty and, and, and vindictive as she wants to be. Absolutely. She's a heart. So she's Well, she's a night heart. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. She's in the heart family. Nah, she's a night heart. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to save the SmackDown Women's Championship for after this just because we just we did a big conversation about natty okay so we got the raw women's title in with naya defending against ronda and uh this will be one of the matches that will be that will sell the show people are people are interested to see can ronda take down naya sure right um and can they have a path a good match what will happen there's a lot of intrigue so what you got I'm taking Ronda. I don't, I don't, um, she said one match and I just would be very shocked if they tried to go the route of Ronda's not ready. So she lost to Nia. I would just be, I, honestly, I think I would be floored. The only way I see Nia walking out with the championship is if she gets disqualified or counted out. Nefarious means. Yeah. I just, I, I don't think they're going to go that route with Ronda. I really don't. I, I think they got to go the baddest woman on the planet route. I mean, well, she went toe to toe with Triple H for God's sakes. You know, like yeah, I mean, it's just, multiple times. Ronda's got to win this match. She's got to win the championship. The strike while the iron's hot. Already, I mean, it's she's Ronda. She's the best in the world, right? I mean, like in terms of yeah, well, the baddest in the world, right? The baddest in the world with the yeah. UFC thing coming up. I mean, but it's disappointing to me because they gave away the finish. They already, they already let her tap her out. So right. the intrigue is gone. Sure. If she can do it. Which makes me question if they have something up their sleeve. Before Ronda got announced to be in the Hall of Fame. I've, well, okay. So Ronda's, Ronda's winning. Right. But before she got announced to be in the Hall of Fame, it was actual conversation as to, well, maybe she won't. There's no way they let her go to that Hall of Fame and not be holding that Raw Women's Championship with her. Sure. There's no way. Um, now, the question, the, the bigger question, well, so the two questions that are more important than who wins is, what will the match be like? Like, will it be good? And will Natty cash in that night? I don't think she cashes in the night now because, again, of the, of the Hall of Fame. Right. But, so now the question is, how will the match be? What do you think? Will you think it'll be a good match? And, and 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 so the match will either be tremendous, memorable, and blow us away, or boo boo bad, 
like that we want to forget it. It's not there's no middle ground. I don't think. I think the only way this match is good is if the crowd is into it. Because be into it because they like if Roman. the crowd is into it, then I think you probably get a good match because I don't think Nia and Ronda alone are going to go out there and put on some clinic. I don't see that. I I, I like Nia and I and I like Ronda, of course. I don't see it happening, but because Ronda is Ronda and people want to see Ronda, I think the atmosphere will be good. And I think that will lend itself to a better match. Like in that way that like, now Grant, don't get me wrong when I say this, like rock Hogan, it's not rock Hogan, but like, I know what you mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like in the way that rock Hogan, even though those guys aren't exactly the greatest wrestlers in the world, but in the way that like the electricity surrounding them made that better than it had to be, I feel like that's kind of what we'll get a little bit to a much smaller scale yeah. with Ronda and Nia. And then, so I think in that regard, I think, yes, I think the crowd is into it. And to me, a match is what the crowd thinks it is. Okay, that, that's, that's, very that's always my thoughts on that. If, if, if the crowd thinks it's good, it's good because that's the idea, right? That's a good point. Yeah. So, yes, I think the match will be good. I don't think the match will be technically special, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, I will say this, and then we need to move on. Okay, yeah. Um, they've had plenty of time to practice. They've had plenty of time to get used to each other in that ring. Right. I, I, I don't think Ronda will ever have a bad match because there's too much, there's too much at stake. And she cares too much, right? And they will they will plan and practice way too. Much. I guarantee you that all their off days, not all of them, but a good portion of them, they both have been in Orlando working on this match at the at the PC. I just I just I doubt they're gonna show up and then the, the day before or that day that you know like they normally do when they have their first meeting, then they work out the match then and there. Right. Ronda not ready for that yet. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that that's um, perfectly, I mean, that's a perfectly good explanation. I, I don't, <clears throat> I'm not trying to, to boo-boo on either one of those two because Rhonda sure. is a superstar and she's shown it. And, yes. you know, with, with Nia, you know, she's, say what you want about Nia. You know, a lot of people have said what they want about Nia, but I love Nia. And yes, I think that, I do too. I think she's capable and, you know, hopefully it works out. I think the match, I think the match will be, like I said, the match will be what the crowd says it is. And I will I will live with that. Okay. Um, well, then let's talk about the other women's chat title match. Carmella as the champion versus Asuka. Uh, will Carmella have an open casket funeral or closed? <laughs> Carmella is going to die, but Carmella is going to keep oh God. her women's championship. Explain that one to me. Listen, man, this is this is this is the WWE, and this is the mid-year like we kind of just fuck around and do whatever we want. A lot of times, like, do we want to see Oscar headline a SummerSlam? Sure, we do. But we're talking about Carmella, okay? And Carmella is making a living off of this. I beat Charlotte Flair, Joker cackle following. You know, like she, her laugh is the most annoying, her cackle is the most annoying yet amazing thing about the women's division. Yeah, so Carmella, man, her whole character has been like, I'm beating people, I'm beating people. 
and she wants to let you know about it. And that and that is why. And plus, with the streak out of the way, we know now that Oscar can actually lose matches, and she can lose matches by nefarious means against inferior competition. Yeah. And there's a rumor. She, well, she. Yeah. There's a rumor that the Big Hog might be making a return to the WWE. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Carmella sneaks out with the title. Oscar, yeah. I mean, my prediction is this. It's hard to pick a winner. I'm going to pick Carmella and just stick with it. I could still see Oscar winning the championship. Or not winning the championship, but winning the match, but not winning the title. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. But I'm just, I'll just I'll pick Carmella and stick with it. Nefarious means, my friends, shenanigans. I'm all in on the shenanigans for this pay per view. So between this pay per view and the next, uh, we have Extreme Rules and then SummerSlam, right? Yeah. Okay. After after uh, the Money in the Bank, Charlotte's supposed to go have surgery. Sure. Yeah. Right, she had, she ruptured a breast implant, and I think she got something else she got to fix. There is too much money in a possible Oscar Charlotte rematch with flipped, with Oscar as the champ and Charlotte as the challenger. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, you're the biggest Charlotte fan I know. I love so Charlotte. I'd love to see it. it. Yeah. So, and you are correct in that Oscar can lose now. But you, just because she can doesn't mean you continue to allow her to. Sure. Right? So you will be hurting her character, letting her lo- in whatever way she loses. Right? I can Maybe I can agree with you on the fact that Asuka will win the match, but Carmella will keep the title. But Asuka is winning that title before SummerSlam. Okay. And Charlotte's going to defend. But I have Asuka winning the title myself. Okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, I... I... I know your predictions. I've seen them, but I mean, it's more and more right. interesting. Yeah. And just kind of seeing how you get about it. But yeah, I mean, I trust me, I'm not, a, I'm not hating here. Like I get it. I mean, Oscar by every, in every sense of the word, Oscar should win this match and win this time. Sure. So I'm just, I'm just going the nefarious means card. It's still the WWE. We're still, we're not in the land of like the land of sport in new Japan. where like the best man wins or whatever. Like right, we're, right. we're in the land of entertainment where dumb shit happens sometimes. And if you can pick Jinder Mahal, damn it, to beat Roman Reigns clean. Oh wait, no my that. bad. Well, you're right. Jinder Mahal, he's a he's a former WWE champion. He's legit. Right yeah, there. he's as legit as they come. My bad. As they come, yeah. He's 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 uh, he's the face of an entire nation. He's the one point three. <laughs> the fact that they didn't make the shirt that said the 1.3, they Dude, are losing money. I'd have bought that too. I'd be, I'd buy something like that. But anyways, we we need to, we need to go we need to go and make our own shirt that says that. I'm down. Um, yeah. so we got the main event. And and yes, people, I do think this is the main event. Okay, yeah, they, I think so too. Especially considering the uh, stipulation. Yeah. WWE last man cha- last man standing championship match between your champion the phenomenal AJ Styles versus the dastardly Joker-esque Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes, sir. So we know the build. We know what's happened. And most importantly, and this is important to note, Paige has said, in the contract signing no less, there must be a winner. 
Yes. So you don't have to worry about any false finishes. You don't have to worry about any of that. Somebody's going to leave as a definitive winner for the first time in this feud since WrestleMania. Yeah. So, and I mean, you know, and, and he beat him on SmackDown to get, to make the step, but you know what I'm saying. Have at it, brother. What you got? Nakamura. Um, I don't think... AJ's been champ for a while, so it's definitely in that since, in that regard, since, since before, before Survivor, Survivor Series, Series, yeah. Yeah. So in that regard, no qualms with taking the belt off of him. He's had a good long run. He's had some great matches in the process. Um, AJ is AJ. You can obviously easy shoehorn him back into a title scene and just like with a snap of a finger. Uh, and Nakamura needs it, in my opinion. You didn't turn him heel and have him hit people in the nuts consistently for the last month or two. <laughs> just for him to turn around and, and look like a little bitch at the and the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's just makes yeah. to me it makes no sense. AJ is AJ, but Shinsuke went from oh we all love Shinsuke, his theme and his charisma and blah 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 to no speak English. You just what do you do with Nakamura if he doesn't win this title? It makes the whole heel turn look stupid. In my opinion, you know, why get out of my brain? I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I'm in your brain, man. I just, I, you let me go first every time. It's your own fault. I Nakamura. Well, I, I have hosting duties. It's, it's kind of my job. I understand. I understand. But Nakamura, it's time. It is time for Nakamura to go ahead and win this title. And if you decide, I mean, obviously AJ will get a rematch, but I don't know. This might be it. It could be. It could be. But I hope it is. I'm done with them. No, like, I get I'm, that. Yeah. If we, I mean, if everybody was mad about all the other, we've talked. I mean, that's been discussed yes, before. We've gone. Go listen to the archives of the Outsiders. Yeah. Age. We've talked. So, Ad nauseum. And you know, so yeah, I think Nakamura. I just think it makes sense. I think it's the right call. Um, and I think it puts to bed a lot of the oh, Vince hates Japanese wrestlers. So. Yeah. Shinsuke, new champ. Uh, only thing I have to add is if not now, then when? Yeah, sure. Only thing I have to add, because if, if AJ does win, then when? Will Shinsuke ever get a title shot? Or title or title reign? But and why would you who, give him a chance anytime soon? Because he can't win. Absolutely. And for those of you who might be against Shinsuke possibly winning, think about this. We could possibly go from... AJ and Nakamura to Nakamura's champ versus Brian and AJ versus Samoa Joe. Hell so you lose no quality. No, not at all. I mean, and, and Joe has his history with AJ. Well, he has history with all three of them. Well, yeah, but I mean, so, and I'm just saying, like, if you're working Joe the way you're working Joe, like, the first guy he should go after in a lot of ways should be AJ. Because yeah. they are, they have the history of the TNA stuff, you know? And whether or not they're going to mention TNA on television, all you got to do is mention their history necessarily. Sure. It's the perfect person for Joe to take out. This is the guy that built SmackDown. I mean, it's, it's built in. And more than anything, well, yes, that's a big part of it. And you could also say, well, Joe wants the title, but if he's going to get the title, he's got to take out the guy who was champ. Right. But I think that's also why people could see AJ winning and then a Samoa Joe winning the money in the bank. And I think that's what's kind of cool about it is because there's a lot of there's a lot of different routes, and I think that's what makes the Money in the Bank match special, and makes this paper yes. special because there's a lot of there's a lot of different routes you can go, and 
ways to take this. And I think, you know, it's funny because I was looking at our group predictions, right? And damn near everybody, like on the Money in the Bank matches, we've all got someone different. All of us. Yeah. And that is. And this is six different people. Yeah, yeah. And that's incredible to me. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you would think someone would pick the same, but no. And that's on both matches. Amazing. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go, a lot of different stories to be told. But yeah, that's the preview. That's the Money in the Bank preview, man. Um. So, do you have anything else? Because I I have one last little thing I want to do. We used to, we started this segment called Spit Your Fire, but we kind of dropped it because the whole show ended up being fire. Well, but you know. there's one particular thing I really want to touch on, but I don't want to I want I don't want to be who of you the opportunity to say something you would like to say. No, I'm I'm just ready to hear what you have to say so I can respond to it with. A, laughter, or B, maybe a counter? I don't know. So, uh, yes, this is officially Spit Your Fire. Um, I have, I have Kyle, my, my, my good friend Kyle Morris to thank because he has kind of uh, talked me down a bit because I was going to go off. But I, I've, I've, I've come to grips a little bit better with the situation. But if you have not been paying attention to wrestling news, the news came out that Ring of Honor is going to possibly be running Madison Square Garden sometime next year, 2019. Mm-hmm. And it's looking like they're probably going to do it during many a week, right? Yeah. As we all know, Madison Square Garden is too expensive to run for de- in WWE's eyes for TV, so they just run house shows there. But their new home is Barclays, that they run actual television shows because it's cheaper. Um, and it's a newer building. Okay. That's tremendous. That's tremendously huge for Ring of Honor. But in the uh, interview slash press release they had for had for that, mind you, Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. The CEO of Sinclair is speaking about Ring of Honor and in saying in speaking about how uh, big wrestling outside of WWE has gotten, he mentioned that they are they have funded and are promoting. A show that sold ten thousand seats. Yeah, yeah. Right. So <clears throat> the what the illusion is what what he's alluding to is that the All In show, which was pitched to us as the indie WrestleMania, right? The yes. self branded do it yourself, the Bucks and, and Young Bucks and Cody, all self financed, all self promoted, everything they've done by themselves, all of it. Right, they they sold ten thousand. They well, they sold. I'm not gonna say they they sold out, right? In thirty minutes, tremend before they even announced the match, tremendous, um, you know, accomplishment, right? No, no other wrestling organization that isn't that. No other American, uh, wrestling associate, wrestling uh, company outside WWE has sold out. Has did a house of more than ten thousand or more. That wasn't WWE since WCW back in like the 90s. Sure. Yeah. If it turns out that Ring of Honor was behind this the entire time, that they funded this, that this was their idea, and they just said, all right, well, I know you guys want to do it, so we're going to act like we're not part of it because we know we can't sell 10,000 ourselves. (laughs) Then for all the people who scream deception of WWE, and fakeness and how they're they're fake and they're fickle. 
then you need to be sitting here and you need to be talking to Ring of Honor because that is the most deceptive thing I think I've seen in wrestling in a long time. Right? The one thing WWE doesn't do to us is they don't lie to us. They always are, they speak in very vague language and they always say cars subject to change or whatever, some type of out, right? They're not, they, they, they might not deliver on what we want to be promised, but they never, they never not deliver on what they say they're not going to deliver on. Absolutely. But what All In has been become, has been built to be, which is the antithesis of WWE, right? On our own, by ourselves, for us, by us. Apparently it's not. Now, I owe Kyle because Kyle has reminded me that the show did sell out not because of Ring of Honor. It sold out because everybody thought it was because of the Bucks and uh, Cody and the indie stuff and all that. So, effectively, Ring of Honor didn't sell 10,000 seats, which is what we all knew. But I feel like the situation has changed because if Ring of Honor is spending this money and they're effectively... And by the way, if you don't believe the the press release, go back and listen. To, go back and look at the press conference that they had for Starcast. Cody, uh, Cody, effusively was thanking Joe Koff, who's the COO of, of of Ring of Honor. Right. Right. So why would he be thanking him? Yeah, especially if you did it on your own, right? Right. If you did, and and I, I mean, I, I get that you can. I get that you're thanking him for allowing him to use Ring of Honor talent, but then you should thank. The, the COO of, of New Japan too. He wasn't thanked. Sure. Yeah. Right. But I just think this is deception at its best. And in a, in, in, in a world where there is so much hatred and hypocrisy towards everything WWE and everything anti-WWE is the best thing that's ever happened or is tremendous or it has to exist to be against WWE. I feel like we really need to stand up as a fan base and be honest and 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 you know be transparent because if WWE did this they would be getting mollywopped and destroyed but this happens and no in the same press release of them going to Madison Square Garden is this information but not one wrestling site has put this in an article not one <laughs> that's foul that's foul to me and it goes to show that the news ain't what it is. And I, I write and work for a wrestling site. So this isn't me attacking wrestling sites in general. But when I did the column the other day, me and you talked about, and I'll let you read it, about Dave Meltzer and about change, creating a narrative and sticking with it. This is those situations in which the narrative is anti-WWE, everything else outside WWE, indie good. Well, this is bad. This is a lie. This show has become a lie now. But nobody cares. And that's foul. Yeah, I'm with you. I um, I'll say this. I'm not as. I don't. I guess I don't find it as egregious as you do, but I do agree with you, um, if that makes sense. I, I think that, yeah. like you said, and Kyle has said, and it has said to me too, because I believe we. He said something to me when I brought it up, was that hey, look, the show, was, put under the umbrella of this is put on by Cody and the Bucks, right? So Cody yeah, and the Bucks, beat the e if right. you want to be more yeah, official, yeah. Those guys sold the show, but there may have been some things that weren't financed all by them. So while they sold it, they deceived us in the fact that they literally 
did it all. And so there is, I think there's criticism to be had there. I think, I think it's okay to criticize that. Um, you know, I had someone tell me, and I won't name names because I don't do that. Uh, but I had yeah. someone tell me that, um, well, why would, what would, why would Cody buy a ring for this show? Why wouldn't he get one from Ring of Honor? What's he gonna do with a ring after the show's over? A ring for one of them? Was he gonna keep it in his garage? And then, of course, you know, someone else popped in and said, "Hey, Matt Hardy has two rings." But you know, it's just super shit like that. But yeah, I don't. I would never have had an issue with them saying, hey, listen, this is what we are financing. This is what we are backing. And but we're also, you know, we're not Ring of Honor is going to give us a ring. You know, you say something like that. Fine. We're cool. So like you said, be transparent. Just let me know. And I'm not going to sit here and slander the Young Bucks or Cody or whatever. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to do that, you know. They still sold a show, in my opinion, on their – with their clout. Yeah, with who they yeah. are. And that is to be – I respect that. I mean, I I'm, I'm, I still am rooting for them, and I still hope the show is a good show. However, I, can, I absolutely see your point. And to further – to go further than that, the part that I think to me is the most important is not mm-hmm. what they did or what Ring of Honor helped them with. It's the fact that nobody – is reporting it like to me that's the biggest issue because it it, it perpetuates the narrative that you know these guys yeah like that is the problem that to me it's a systemic issue because it's we're so caught up in wwe needing some kind of competition or some kind of whatever that we're going to let things kind of fall off the table slide. yeah we're gonna let it slide absolutely and so that to me is the is the is the real issue uh, i'm glad you brought it up and we did talk about this and you've shown me the article and i'm i haven't you know i've read parts of the press release so yeah i mean it was never stated outright but it's obviously implied we just sold out a show with ten thousand seats i mean who else and you know like and yeah and let, let me explain why it's so egregious to me because I, I think I agree more with you, but I need to explain why it's so egregious. Two reasons. Number one, um, if Ring of Honor were to, were to promote the same show under Ring of Honor's guys, right? Not the Bucks, not Cody. This is their, just one of their their annual September show. Right, whatever, yeah. Right? It wouldn't have sold 10,000 seats. Yeah, I agree. This, and this is not this is not an opinion. This is factual. Ring of Honor barely gets three thousand seats. This is not a, this is not me being. I'm the, look up the numbers. It's there. In fact, that that this one that one fact that just gave you is the entire reason the show happened because someone asked Meltzer, "Can Ring of Honor sell ten thousand? He said no. Okay. <laughs> but here's the second reason, and more important than, than that than that fact. The second reason is the second reason is simply this: there are a good contingent of people who are going to the show and supporting the show strictly because the Bucks and Cody did it on their own. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Yes. You have to remember there is no card. So a lot of people were like, well, look, I, I respect what you guys are doing. I want to support that. It's no different than me saying, I'm going, 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 going to go fund me because I'm homeless and I need help. Right. I need help to get a house or get a place to stay. And then at the end of the night, I drive to my two bedroom suite. Yeah. You know, and people do that shit, and that's so. They do and that's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. 
So that's so that's what I mean. And 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 I'm and I, again, I, like you said, I'm not admonishing the Bucks or Cody. Um, I don't know who to blame. All I'm saying is this should be talked about, and we should be upset because essentially a major show which was sold on the merits of three guys was deceived us and there were a bunch of i almost went kyle was going to buy me a ticket me and him were going to go together i was going to fly and meet him and we were going to spend the entire weekend in chicago together hanging out going to starcast in the show you know what i'm saying so and to kyle's credit he was going to go regardless right right whatever happened this that and the other and this doesn't bother him which is completely fine and okay but I know out of 10,000 people, there is a good amount of people that just wanted to support the Bucks and BTE because they support what they do. Right. And they should be offended. Right? Well, and that's the thing, you know, if you and I, I don't want to like get too like I don't want to go down this big rabbit hole. But I will say this. In some parts of the country right now in America, you might say there are people who will just kind of do and believe and follow whatever because someone said it and i'm not going to get into you know what i mean if you're listening yep yep yep. you're listening you know what i'm talking about and i that is kind of a way that we are right now in a lot of ways yeah so i'll just leave it there but yes that yeah that's enough that i think you you said you said more than enough we get the point and you are absolutely correct (laughs) i want to stop this before this becomes outsiders the outsider's edge P- political edition. We, I don't. Yeah. You know, okay. We've already done That's enough. Good. We nailed, um, nailed it. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, man. I just, you know, like I, like I've always said, my goal on the show is just to to open people's eyes and make people think differently than they normally think. And if WWE were to do the same thing, you guys would be mad. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. So, yeah. Let's get on out of here, man. Uh, tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at Outsider Curvin, K-E-R-V-I-N, on Twitter. And this is going to be crazy, and I don't think Ranch will probably be like, okay. I've been considering maybe getting an Instagram account just for the fuck of it. So you, oh, wow. you could see that. Um, and also, I will soon – I'll go ahead and let everybody know. I haven't written anything yet, but I got the credentials all set up to write some articles for the chair shot. And when that and when those come up, I will let you guys know um, when they're getting ready to be posted. I won't post anything unless it aligns with our show, so that way people can find it. Um, but yeah, I've already. I mean, I got the credentials. I'm ready to go. Just got to start hacking away at the typewriter. Cause we taking over one <laughs> wrestling site at a time. So yeah, that, that's where um, you find me. Uh, and thanks yeah. for listening, as always, guys. I know we went a little long, but man, we got some shit in today. So yeah, and we owed you, we owed you a, a episode, and we we talked about two weeks worth of stuff and did two full show predictions. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, you guys listen to us pretty regularly. You know we don't go this long normally. So you can follow me at it's Ray Cash R E Y as a Mysterio C A S H as in dollars. You can follow the show at Outsiders Edge SS and I promise you we will start using that that uh, account more. We don't ever do anything on it and we're going to start. That's that is that is a promise and a goal of mine. Yes. Um you know, don't forget to show love to the podcast network. We are on the Social Suplex podcast network. You can follow that on Twitter at Social Suplex. You can follow 
the uh the One Nation Radio show with Rich at One Nation Radio. You can follow Keeping It Strong Style, our New Japan show extraordinaire at KI Strong Style. You can follow our indie show Grown Men Watch This Shit at Grown Men Pod. You can follow uh, my good friends and uh, I guess co-hosts Ricky and Clive. Yeah. Uh, at Ricky and Clive. Um, I don't know if the Wrestling Watch is still existing, but if it is, you can follow. That's Caleb's show. Uh, on Impact and Ring of Honor. You can follow that at Wrestling Watch SS. Uh, you can listen to us wherever podcasts are found. Uh, just search the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And we're everywhere. We are on Apple we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Podcast Addict, uh, Podbean, which is where we host the shows. Uh, we're on Spotify. Everywhere. You can find us. Um, show love to my daily show I have, World Class Radio. Sponsored by World Class Revolution Wrestling. Um, you can follow that show at World Class Daily. That's World Class D-A-I-L-Y. You can follow my co-host there who is actually starting to wrestle. He will start wrestling school in August. Shout out to my boy Jordan. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. He took his first bumps the other day and he was like, yeah, y'all should think this shit is fake. <laughs> Take a bump. I can't believe it. <laughs> but you can follow- yeah, it's hilarious. You can follow him, though, at Fox the Podcaster. Um, we both, uh, our show is, he's actually the assistant director of podcast or radio over there, whatever the special term is, but yes, we are the world-class radio show is a member of the chair shot radio network. You can follow that at the chairshot.com search that anywhere you want to for podcasts. You can follow, you can find that show on the chair shot feed or you can look up the world class feed, whatever you want, your choice. It's all out there. And like my brother, my brother Carl says, uh, I also write for the Chair Shot. I write a weekly column, normally Monday or Tuesday. Um, my most recent column was the Velveteen Dream versus Ricochet, the Battle for the Crown, which I'm very proud good of. Good shit, by the way. Very, um, very, very good column. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you. I was, I was really proud of that one. Um, so yeah, so Carl and I. Trying to get, trying to get this, uh, trying to get this written guap, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that is all the shoutouts I believe I have. Oh, I have. There was a big conversation, um, this week about women's wrestling in Japan, specifically Joshi wrestling, and should New Japan have Joshi wrestling, which they don't. I was on one side. Our good friend and women's wrestling extraordinaire Sierra Reed is on the other. Yes, friend of the and friend of the podcast. Human, friend of the podcast. There is not a human being on this earth that I think knows more, at least in my circle, that knows more about women's mm-hmm. wrestling, Josie wrestling in particular, than sure. Sierra. So she and I will be having a special sixty minutes Dateline style podcast. It's going to be just us, just sit down very serious a conversation about just wrestling uh and we will be recording that sometime sunday that's so that'll either be out before money in the bank or monday morning but that is something i want you guys to, to pay attention to i'm very I, I am very excited about that because uh that's you know a lot of the times in iwc we kind of argue with each other and talk around each other but we never listen and understand listen to and understanding each, each sure. other this is to do that. This 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 argument really got pretty heated, 
And <laughs> yes, it did. That. I was following that a little bit. So yeah. Yes. Uh, and I'm not just talking about me and her. I'm talking about all over the internet. Yeah. Um, and uh, I am expecting to learn a lot and hopefully make some salient points that maybe she'll understand. So yeah, take a look at that. But other than that, man, yeah, uh, that's you know I have a million plugs. I have a million shows. <laughs> you know, I have one plug, one show. Well, you have and you have a possible column now. So yeah, that's true. In in a year, you're gonna be like me. You're gonna plug for five minutes. Maybe I'm just I'm just Most... a little busy with other things right now. But yeah, I'm still trying to get my content out there when I can. <laughs> Most importantly. To all the fathers out there, and to my brother and my best friend Carl, happy Father's uh, Day, guys! Uh, yeah, likewise to you, Rance, uh, and likewise to everyone else out there. That uh, my actually, real quick, I just wanted to say my kids are going to be out of town. They'll be back Sunday at some point, so I'm not going to get to see them all day for Father's Day. So I haven't really had the chance to do a lot, but I get to see my old man and do some stuff with him. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, if anybody out there is going to so, start their shit about Father's Father's Day, don't do it. I don't want to hear it. Keep that shit off my timeline. <laughs> I will come in your ass about that, okay? So just not do that. You will you will come in their hey, ass. Get, I'll get in their ass. I shouldn't have said come. I apologize. That this show was, is getting X-rated was, and we should yes. stop. But <laughs> no, seriously, guys, happy Father's Day. Um, yeah. You know, for those of us who are in our kids' lives, we're – we're trying our damnedest, so appreciate all of you Lord guys out there. That's the truth. Yeah, I just had to stop the podcast because I got a call from mine. <laughs> so Lord knows that's the truth. But uh, yeah, so guys, thank you for listening. We appreciate y'all. We will see you next week.